here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Right, Parker, what are we asking? What are we asking, Smithy? Um, well, Smithy's actually, he's not here tomorrow, so why don't we just say, Smithy, we don't have much time and you're not here tomorrow, so instead of sleeping on it overnight, who's going to win the Everest? And just have put a up, good sleep. What, yeah. Just ask yeah. him, who's going to win the Everest and just give him a one word, get him to give us a one word yeah. answer. All right, sweet. Cool. All right. Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 14th of October. It has been a very fun show today, covering a lot of topics as always, from volleyball to 38-year-old professional rugby players to Paul Wilcox at Auckland Racing Club and plenty more Izzy, including Mitch Drummond, who ha- gave our listeners a little offer, didn't he? He said, mate, $5 pints for anyone that goes into the bush and, and Rickett and Topper, Rickett and here in Christchurch, Five dollar p- uh, pints if you go in and say you listen to you listen to him on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. How good is that? And then another on the other end, on the other end, you got a thirty-eight year old Jimmy Gopher, Jimmy Gopher, Jimmy G, and his kicking tee wants to go home and play for the Naki. There you go. Listen to that <laughs> conversation. It was a great interview with Jimmy Gopher. Listen to it on the Baz and Izzy podcast. We also Baz McCullum and the Calcutta Night Riders, the Mighty Nineties. We've got to call them now. They're off to the big dance. How good. We also had Shauna Polly talking all things Kiwi volleyball. And, well, she might have thrown Alice Zeman right under the bus <laughs> in that cat. So make sure you go look at the podcast and you'll hear all things MIQ. Oh, poor girl. But anyway, we just had Paul Wilcox. You spoke about it. CEO of the ATR Auckland Thoroughbred Racing. He was a great get. Spoke about the $2 million injection into the stakes for all the races coming up this summer. Summer racing in Auckland. We hope, we hope you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Hurry into Chemist Warehouse for 20% off the already low price of the Nivea Men's Sensitive Skin Care range. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Thursday the 14th of October and it is just after 6 o'clock on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Well, Baz is currently on TV over in the UAE. The Calcutta Knight Riders are playing Delhi Capitals and they are flying. They are flying at the moment. 98 for 1, need 38 off 42 balls, 9 wickets in hand. So, well, Baz... Never fear the air, and they're not fearing the air over there. Our good mate is going great guns, so hopefully they can get home. We'll keep you updated throughout the morning with that scoreline. Shouldn't be too long. They are lying over the new air. Our good cap, uh, captain, Baz McCullum, hopefully taking on the Chennai Super Kings in an all-Kiwi final, Stephen Fleming. Anyway, we've got a good show. We've got a good show for you this morning. We're going to be covering all sports around the globe, and the globe is a big talking point. We've got some great athletes from New Zealand doing big things on the world stage, and we know how the world is at the moment. It is tough. It is very tough out there, and there is particularly one athlete or a couple of athletes around the world that are doing extremely tough. I look forward to sharing that 
with you. Shauna Polly. Shauna Polly is a Kiwi volleyballer who has been grinding on the road for a few months now and now hoping to qualify for Com Games in Birmingham. Hasn't been easy for her and her teammate Alice Zeman. Shauna joins us to tell us about their journey so far. So look forward to that one. That is about 7.40 this morning. Shauna Polly, she's uh, been playing in Czech Republic, Rwanda, volleyball in Rwanda. Now, if you've ever seen the Rwanda movie, you'll know exactly what Rwanda is like. It's pretty tough over there at the moment. So Shauna, Vo- uh, Shauna Polly is a Kiwi volleyballer, and she's going to join us at about 7.40. And, but before that, before that, we're going to talk to an athlete, an athlete that's had longevity in the game of sport and in the game of rugby and sport in general. If any Hurricanes fans, any Hurricane regional uh, fans around around the country that have supported the Hurricanes for their entire lives, the Hurricanes region is a guy like from uh, a guy called Jimmy Gopith. If you remember Jimmy Gopith, he started out many many years ago playing ten for the Hurricanes, had a successful career for them. He was their Mister Fix It. Back in the day, combinations with Ma'aununu, Conrad Smith, Jimmy Gopith was right there from the start. Anyway, he's 38 years old, and he's still footing it with the young guys in Europe. He plays for London Wasps, and Jimmy Gopith is going to join us just after 7 o'clock this morning. So looking forward to chatting to Jimmy Gopith. Oh, I've got a great year. When I first made the team, uh, Hurricanes out of school, Jimmy Gopith was at, uh, at the Hurricanes. He was, an, uh, he was a great bloke, very welcoming. Loved his golf, and he's had a very successful career, and I can't believe he's still going. He's still going. And it made me think about the guys that have gone on, or, or ladies, whoever, that are, you know, they're, they're a lot older than, than normal, but they're still footing it with the younger players around the country. Brad Thorne, Sam Watlock, Ross Taylor. Ross Taylor still keeping it for the youngies in, in the cricketing world. So looking forward to chatting to Jimmy Gopith just after 7 o'clock. And, well... After eight, we're going to chat to Mitchell Drummond. Mitchell Drummond, there's Canterbury take on the Hawks Bay Magpies in Christchurch on Saturday. Drummy is an experienced player, and he joins us just after eight o'clock to chew the fan. And wow, it's a must win. Must win for the Canterbury side. They are, if we take Auckland out of it, they're second to, on the on the second from the bottom on the table, and they'll be looking to bounce back from that loss against Wellington. And it ain't going to be easy up against the mighty Hawks Bay Magpies, who haven't. One in Christchurch, as Brendan O'Connor alluded to the other day, for 50 years. 50 years. So if a Hawks Bay side wants to create history, and this is what this young group is all about, they'll be looking forward to ripping into that game. I'm commentating that game, so I'll bring a neutral a neutral look on that game. Can't wait for that. I'm on the sideline with Marshy and his boat. Anyway, uh, and then later on the show, Auckland's newly formed racing club. Auckland Thoroughbred Racing, the ATR, has started with a bang as they announced the $2 million injection into the stakes for all the races coming up. Paul Wilcox is the CEO, and he joins us to just tell us a little bit more about that. And, uh, yeah, great, great news for the racing industry. Uh, They're looking at trying to get some exemptions so their big jockeys can race. But how good is that so we potentially won't lose all of our horses to Australia as the stakes over there are a lot bigger. And Louis would know a bit more about that than me. But anyway, looking forward to chatting to Paul Wilcox later on in the show. That's our show. We'll cover all topics, all sport. Like always, we'd love to hear from you. Double eight, double three on the text line. Let us know how you are, what you're doing, where you're from. We just want to chew the fat. Oh, 0800 150 811. 
Before then, we'll get over to Auckland to our crew up there, Louis, Trudy, Joe and Keza in the background. Good morning, team. Kia ora. Hi, Izzy. Kia ora. Good <laughs> morning, Izzy. How are you? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, it's lonely. It's lonely, I must say. Me and, me and my little dog, Nala, are just hanging out and, yeah, just not really doing much. She's just watching me and whenever I – because I go away for a couple of hours in the morning and then I have to go go back inside and she gets so excited and I'm on one leg so I can't really go run around the field with her. But, no, we're all right. We're just chipping away here. The, one more sleep until my family's home. I'm, look, I must say, I'm, I'm missing them. I'm really missing them. Like, it all sounded – all fun and, and good at the time when I knew they were going home for a week and I was like, yes, I'm going to get a break. But it's actually too quiet. I don't enjoy it. <laughs> I hate my own company. That's adorable. <laughs> Have you been FaceTiming them? <laughs> yeah, FaceTime them every day. Uh, but they just don't want to bar me. <laughs> so they're up there with their cousins. It's holidays. <laughs> they went fishing yesterday. They went fishing in Gisborne. They're, they're up in Gizzy and uh, there's a river there. So they took a couple of rods down and... Um, Catching some hearings and they're having they're having heaps of fun and Daisy's got horses too so Tilly will be riding a few ponies and and things like that so yeah they don't really want to borrow me the mother rings me every now and then but she doesn't really want to talk to me too so I'm just on my own here I'm on my own <laughs> oh, it's, a bit, it's a bit sad isn't it it's, it's a bit sad but are you going to get to that relationship where you call each other mum and dad like hey mum get the kids you know, no yeah no not she's Daisy darling oh no no no. She's Daisy. She's Daisy. She's Daisy. If I call her Daisy, I'll probably be disappointed in her. But if she gets Dizzle, then I'm feeling good about her. So Dizzle. Yeah, it depends what is kind of name. Is that a nickname? That's cute. Dizzle. 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 You broke your ankle? My broken foot, Lou. You've spoken like it's been uh, since Baz has gone away. I've had a broken foot the whole time, mate. It's the whole time. <laughs> Tell you what, I had to take the rubbish out because we live out, out we're going to run the rubbish about 300 metres down the driveway to go put on the front ro- on the road. And I was, you should have seen it, mate. I had to take my little scooter out, but I couldn't <laughs> take the scooter on the truck. So I, I put this rubbish bin on the back, I hooked it up, reversed, drove it down to the driveway. Then I had to get out, grab this, and you're on gravel, you're on gravel, so I'm hopping on one leg, trying to get this rubbish bin out, out to the front driveway. Mate, it was a, if, there, if someone was watching me, it, was, it would have been a sh- shambles. Well, lucky. Shambles, lucky. I'm doing it tough here. You're doing, doing it tough here, mate. What have you been eating? Me. That's yeah. been the thing. So the what have you been eating? Baked beans <laughs> straight out of the tin? <laughs> <laughs> um, last night I had, so there was some chicken snatchel in the oven. Uh, in the in the fridge, so I went and had some chicken snatchel, and I had a few wedges. There was no vegetables, so I'm do- yeah. I'm all, I'm all meat and carbs, no vegetables. Joe, the Joe, the, the panel up Joe diet. <laughs> Although Joe probably oh. wouldn't actually a chicken snitzel is probably a bit complicated for Joe. Would it, Joe, is that about right? Yeah, I tried chicken schnitzel in the last lockdown, but all like the breadcrumbs are all over the floor and stuff, and it's really easy to burn. So that's not my vibe. My vibe is a uh, boxed fish, like boxed hokey. I just I pretty much have that every day. Oh, okay. Oh, That's so that fake bad. fish. Yeah, the fake fish. Fake fish is it's very not, easy it's not to do. fake. It's still good. <laughs> it's real fish. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely not. Are f- you fish fingers? You like fish fingers? I love fish fingers. Yeah, <laughs> I love and chicken nuggets. <laughs> chicken, nuggets yeah. chicken nuggets and fish fingers and uh, Are pizzas. you a four-year-old in a yeah. 21-year-old's <laughs> famished body? Yeah, it's, it's worrying that I'm in control of pushing buttons here. 
really. <laughs> you, I don't know if I could. I don't know if I can eat fish fingers. Trudy, you, you like you like the the yeah, boxed fish. You I, think it's yeah. I don't mind tasty. it if like it's in a hurry and you want to mm. do it. You can eat those sea lord ones. Actually, the fish is really flaky and really nice. It's quite good. That's fine. Okay. It's if you're gonna if you. So it's actual fish. It is actual fish. Fish fingers is a little bit more <laughs> munched up with the bread. Yeah, I don't with yeah. the filler. Okay. But you, you, got, you got some of that Sanford stock, do you? Yeah, no, 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 not at all. No, not at all. I think you find that's illegal, Trudy. Yeah. <laughs> Pumping that up. Um, no, I don't. no, they're just the nicest ones, the lemon pepper crumb ones, actually. And yeah, no, right. I don't have yeah. no interest o- on in sale at all. It's good supermarkets. <laughs> <laughs> TrudyTheFoodie.com. Yeah, right, there you go. Um, no, I, I can't do the fish fingers. Is he? I'm, I'm very lucky, though. I'm probably much like you. I've got a, I've got a, uh, a partner that doesn't like that, so what, enjoys what do the you kitchen. What's dinner, Louis? Well, Good actually, year. Shannon has been working a little bit late. She run a couple of exclusives back to back on TV Three on News Hub. There she you sure go. has. So um, she, well, she got home a little bit. So I, it was our last day of food yesterday. So we were running out of food. This is just such such riveting discussion. We were running out of food, so we just pulled out some um, fro- that's not Parnell. Some dumplings that we'd made ages ago and were in the freezer that we needed to use and. Mm. And then just made some wedges and yeah, oh. stick in the oven. Wedges, so. that seems to be the theme. You know, that's carbs, guys, eh? We thought we were shredding for summer. Yeah, I know, Trudy. <laughs> look, you know what? I've got I've got six days, six, no, yeah, five days, five days with this cast on, and I'm back. I'm back 20th. I am biking. I'm going to, so I've got, I'm going to go to this chamber, like an oxygen chamber with a couple of the Crusaders there. Todd. Tom Christie, all the boys that are rehabbing from injuries, they're, they're doing like an oxygen chamber chamber twice a week. So I'm going to go join those lads and get really into it. Because I know, I know, I know I've promised you by the 20th of December I'm going to have nine abs and I'm going to do it. Promise you. Promise you I'm going to do it and I'm going to get fit. As soon as I get this cast off, inspiration, no excuses. Let's get into it. Look forward to seeing it on Instagram. You and Dizzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kit, kits <laughs> and, your, and your budgie smugglers in yeah, bikini. Yeah, that's right. Around, oh. your, around your pool. <laughs> hey, um, I actually kind of got a, an exercise question. And by the way, the Calcutta Night Riders are flying. 14 from 26 they need now. Another six. Baz, whenever they pan to Baz, he's just sitting there chewing gum. He's just so unfazed <laughs> by the whole experience. But the reality is he's just got another bonus. Another, another US. <laughs> no, he's just counted his rupees, mate. He's counted <laughs> his Sweet. Yeah, that's his. Exactly right. He's um gonna he's just thinking, okay, so how many racehorses does that equal if I buy yeah. off book one? Um I went so I've been yeah, I, I enjoy running, is he? And, and I like I really do. It's fun. I live near the domain, so I go have a nap in the day, get up and go for a run. And yesterday I got caught out in the Auckland weather and got absolutely smacked by a big cloud that came in and was torrential. And I kind of felt like a bit of a hero. So I thought, oh, no, this is good stuff. You know, this is like uh, music video stuff. Just keep pounding. So I was enjoying it, got real into it, got home. And I was like, oh, what's that hurting? And my nipples had chafed so bad. Because when when your shirt, my shirt got wet (laughs) and stuck to my chest. And once it sticks to your chest, and I was just, and it flashed me back to the days of playing like rugby in sweaty conditions and having chafed nipples, and it you is got hairy nipples, so painful. <laughs> Where is this conversation going? <laughs> <laughs> did you did you used to vash your nipples, Izzy? Stop. <laughs> Serious question? Um, no, <laughs> no, no, I haven't actually. I haven't. I've got it. I've 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 got a hairy chest, but um, I, I tried to shave it one day, but Daisy didn't like it. She didn't like it. She likes uh, um, she liked the hairy chest. So Aww. there you go. Uh, yeah, 
Where's this going? No, look, yeah. I might have to. I got caught out in the rain, and now I'm sitting here with ten. And last night the sheet, and I was kind of rolling over. I didn't have a great. So what about sleep. those All Blacks? Hey, they're playing really maybe well. Maybe you need to get a sports bra. Yeah, like, honestly, maybe you need to get a sports bra. One of those um those trackers that or yeah. Or Shannon's little yoga top. Yeah, there you go. There's multiple possibilities. <laughs> uh, Sixteen minutes past six. So later on today, we're talking to Jimmy Gopeth, and you made the point, Izzy, that he's yeah. one of the he's one of the he's not a battler. He's just a he's a guy who's had a long yeah. time in the game, and he's still, he's still playing at the high level, winning premiership games for the Wasps. He is, mate. And you you got to understand, Lima Sapuanga was their uh, marquee signing. Was their marquee signing about two years ago? Lima went over. He was young, he's still young, and he's obviously moved on to uh, Lyon in France, but he moved over and went there, and Jimmy Gopeth, uh was starting more than, than Lima Sapuanga. So he is playing some outstanding rugby and longevity in the game. I was reading his article a couple of nights ago, and just, just what he's been through, and, and, and I love what he was talking about. I love what he was talking about. Like, rugby isn't everything, sport isn't everything, and he's got so much experience. So his whole philosophy at the moment is... Is obviously playing good code. He's enjoying his rugby, but it's more about off the field and um, someone that's been there and he's been around in the game for a long time. He can un- he can share those little bit of insights to these younger players. So I think they're keeping him around for more of the off the field and and just a bit more of a mentoring kind of role. And uh, someone someone like Jimmy, who I, I'd love to um, I haven't seen him for years for years. He's been over there playing his trade. Went to Newcastle, then he went over to France, and now he's back in London. Um, I'd love to just chat to him about what he's doing off the field because I just feel like he's he's very he's very driven, obviously with on the field, and that can that transitions to off the field. So looking forward to that conversation with Jimmy, mate. He's had an unbelievable career and 38 years of age. That's yeah, what a, what a, what a what a legend. Well, these these older athletes they are really changing the game, and it's a trend that we're seeing across the board. Mm. I've got a couple of names in mind that I can think of high performers that have been playing late into their 30s and even 40s. And uh, we'll want you to get in touch with us on double eight, double three throughout the morning with your nomination. We'll maybe we'll wait till closer to uh, Jimmy G to let the plug go on the text machine and get you guys flooding in. But the texts are coming in thick and fast this morning about one thing in particular, is he? And you were having a nap. <laughs> uh, I was having a nap. I was having a nap. And I saw this message. I saw this message yesterday, Brett. And I'm sorry. And I hope. Well, do we even talk about it, Louis? I'm sure we, no, as, we must have spoken. As no, Brett said, it got swallowed up by Taranaki. <sighs> it got swallowed up. Yeah. So I texted in yesterday to try to give you our fellow listeners the heads up. But it got swallowed up by the promotion relegation chat. So if you didn't get on Rhino at four bucks, blame Taranaki. <laughs> That's from Brett. And then unknown text said, did you fellas see Rhinoceros win? At Caulfield yesterday, and I woke up. I had a nap, woke up, and I got. I went on social media, and I, all I saw was rhinoceros winning by a nose, and I was gutted. It paid over. It paid five bucks. Paid five bucks. It was steaming home. It just about got swallowed up at the, at the end uh, finish line, but it just won. So no, I didn't get on it. Anyone else get on rhinoceros? I texted Louis straight away. I said, mate, I had a nap, and I missed rhinoceros, and he was laughing at me. Well, oh. I, yeah, I'm, I, I do feel a little bit bad because, Brett, I saw your text as well and I did mean to get to it throughout the show. And it just, look, it, to be honest, I don't know if I would have been outright tipping it. I backed it when it drifted to five bucks and you, you got a dollar fifty the place at the TAB. Um, but it had the top weight 
we know that it likes to get up on speed, but it's done a lot wrong in its racing. But yesterday it just bowled along. And how gutsy was it? You had Audrey Girl, Cheerful Moment, Blushing Tycoon, and mm. one other across uh, it was Capital Legend. They were all swamping it. And it was like five, a grandstand finish, five across the post. How gutsy was Rhinoceros? Well done, Brett. Well found, mate. And um, again, David Lee, uh, da- Emily and David Brown, who have taken mm. rolled the dice and taken these horses over there, including Elephant, who couldn't quite get it done on the two-rack, but he still had a huge campaign. I mean, this is fantastic. This is a Kiwi success story from a little stable out of Cambridge that thought, you know what, why not? Let's roll the dice and give it a go. So congratulations to the Browns, Sparta Racing, and congratulations to you, Brett. Well done. Well found yesterday. We need to find a couple of winners this week, Izzy. Should we get some nominations for our showdown bet? Maybe we should enlist the listeners for our yeah. help. Maybe Brett. Brett, you sound like a wee little, a good old punter there. Give us a tip. We've got a showdown. We need to beat the other shows. And uh, we've got something. We've got something that we, we, me and Louie have spoken about. We might tip. Might tip. And it's storm time last race. I got on it last race as well. And Louie said, nah, it won't win. It won't win. And I went on it at 1A, eh, Louie. What a race. Yeah, I was. I was. We'll that now. Wait for that one. I was a little bit, I was a little bit unsure last start, and uh, just against the track pattern. But man, it was huge. So we've got something. But double eight, double three. This weekend, what is your bet of the day? Your bet of the weekend. We need to tip something out. We need to win. We need to win this tipping comp against the other shows. And since uh, spring tide, it's been a little bit lean. So double eight, double three. What's your best of the weekend? The markets are open. <laughs> so give us a message. It's twenty two minutes past six o'clock. We've got a pace for purpose soon as well. Plus heaps more coming up. GS has been all over the place. Food, nipples, punting, rhinoceroses, a little bit of everything. At twenty two minutes past six in the morning with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Bazzizzi for breakfast, it is 27 minutes past 6 o'clock now. 11 runs off 14 balls. We've got, uh, who do we have at the crease? Dinesh Kartik and Tripathi. So a couple of experienced campaigners that should just be able to knock it around, noodle it around a little bit and see this one out for the Night Riders. And we've got an awesome tweet that's come through. Three-week-old Luca cheering on the breakfast boys, Captain Night Riders. Uh, Night Riders from Scotland, let's go, Kolkata. Anyone know the tab odds for the Night Riders to win the whole thing before it restarted? Well, what did Paul say it was? 30. 30, 30 over 30 bucks. $32 or something. It was over 30 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, they were over $32, and now they're $1.87. Favourites if they win this game up against the Chennai Super Kings. Oh. So they've come in, mate. They've come right in. How good. They have come right in for barter. This over has gone dot, 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 dot. One wicket, so <laughs> there's a okay. little uh, there's a little bit of speed wobbles. They they're still ahead of the run per ball, so they just and I've got five wickets in hand or six wickets in hand, so they should be okay. But it's a real skiddy surface, low and stays very low. So thanks for your message, Xander and um and Dave from Caracas said morning, boys and Trudy. Why don't you hop on the captain's team to win the IPL? Good luck. Um. I don't know if I could bring myself to because I'd be worried we'd stop him. Yeah, yeah, we can't do that. And we we've spoken about like we love something with, which uh, we love something with a you know a little bit of a juicy odds, isn't, we, isn't it, Louis? So we we're trying to go something that's that's gonna win, but it wants to pay pay something, you know? Yeah, I, I do know. Z is pacing for purpose. 
Although saying that, Izzy, this one's a little bit different because we get $50 each week for Harness Racing from Harness Racing New Zealand to bet on behalf of the Child Cancer Foundation. And look, we outsource this thinking, look, we, can, we, we don't want to let ourselves down and everyone else down, including the Child Cancer Foundation. But unfortunately, the scan man, it just wasn't, the scanning radar was a little bit off. But he's, he, he will be back in the meantime. I've um, employed our good friend Michael Guerin from the Mail Run and from Kiwi Harness and Trots Talk, and he said to me, look, if you just want to get a return for the Child Cancer Foundation, you just want to put your $50 and be able to give them something, there's one in the last at Cambridge tonight that's immoral. Marathon man at $1.60, $50 gets $80. I just think we just we just take it, kick something in the kitty, and then we can start building the odds from there. What do you reckon, Izzy? Yeah, I like it. Like it, mate. I've just looked at Marathon Man and he's picked it. I'm like, look, dollar sixty. I can't see why it's one one five four seven, but um, apparently it, it just wins. So let, let's do it. Let's get eighty bucks for Child Cancer Foundation, mate. I don't. I don't ask too many questions with these these uh, harness racing guys. <laughs> eh? They just. It's a Cambridge on a Thursday night. You can go over bet at the tab.co.nz. Live the dream. Get involved with harness racing today. Go visit hrnz.co.nz to do your form. See if you can figure out why. But a dollar sixty. The comms through was it's a moral. So there we go, 50 in the kitty for that, and hopefully we can, um, oh, yes, a misfield. That's what we love to see. We can help Child Cancer <laughs> Foundation out. 128 for four, 10 runs needed off 12 bulls. Trudy now with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. And then after that, we've got the global game tonight on SCNZ. Simon Hill is back talking all things football. Premier League's back this weekend. Um, of course, we've had the international window where the All Whites uh, went two from two. Yesterday against Bahrain, that was a great performance. I know Danny Hay was absolutely thrilled with that. So well done to the All Whites. Uh, Owen Morgan at the crease now as they need about eight from six or thereabouts. So we'll follow the Kolkata Night Riders, they need seven runs from eight bulls, it is. So they're on track, but it's getting a little bit dicey. I wouldn't want to be Baz right now, although he just <laughs> he, he's just chewing gum. He doesn't care. He's just so calm, is he? I can't believe it. Yeah, he is. He is. Oh, this game has just come, become a lot closer than it needed to be, mate. They needed, I think they need 11 off 20 bulls. <laughs> just, Delhi Capitals have bowled really well. Rabada, and then they've got... Uh, Uh, Nort. Look, I'll be honest. Norte. I'd Norte. never heard of him. I don't know where he's from. Nah. I'd never heard of he's, him before. He's bowling well, man. They need. Oh, what, what have you got? Because you're. I'm a bit delayed here. Uh, yeah, well, you were on the regions, mate. Um, <laughs> one of the few, <laughs> one of the few positives of living in Auckland is you get lifetime sport on uh, satellite <laughs> TV. Um, I think they need seven from seven. Oh, wow. Okay, keep so, going. So <laughs> one ball left in this <laughs> over. Morgan's still on strike. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit dicey. Seven from seven. Anyway, loveracing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing. And this weekend, Izzy, we have 
Group 1 racing, don't we? Today, there is racing at Tauria Nico, which is awesome. A lovely little country course that doesn't get a meet too often, so great to see all the Central Districts trainers um, supporting that and sending their horses there. Some great little fields. We'll run our eye over that and see if we can find anything. But if any locals around that area, the Masterton sort of area, we would love to hear from you. Uh, and this weekend, well, as I say, the markets are open. It's Livermore Day. Remember, Paul Mamate won't be with us today. And out of the corner of my eye, I see I'm all going to get bold, which is not ideal. What? Um, oh. Last ball. <laughs> going to go into the last over now, needing seven runs from six balls. They still have wickets in hand. So it's not it's not like it's dire, but it's definitely closer than it needs to be. This weekend in the Livermore Classic, let me just finish off my thought here. Well, we've got Bowden, who gets back to weight for age. has been lugging huge weights for a long time now. Bowden is the $3.50 favourite, pre-defer, $4.50 in the market. What else do we have? Savion Blanc, who we spoke to Jamie Richards on uh, Monday morning. He said he was pretty disappointed with her when she missed the start at Tarapa, but she's back in the market. We know she's got class. She is good over these sorts of staying distances, even further. Um, look, only won seven races, which feels surprising. Feels like she should have won more than those, but she is $6.50 and $2.40. And at the bottom of the book, a horse called Lana Cord. She's a four-year-old mare now by a contributor. She went over to the South Australian Oaks, and I think she ran a place. Very, very close anyway. Uh, she's got barrier 10. She opened at 17s, already into 15s and $4.50. And for me, she very well could be the value in the market. Lana Cord at the bottom of the book. She's been over to Australia and she's done it. So a nice little field there for the Livermore Classic. Is he? I saw Carmelas's racing. I saw Carmelas, James Richards, and it won its last start, mate. Is that, it's paying 14 bucks. Any chance? It Any is, chance at Ramble? It's uh, Caulfield Race Caulfield? Caulfield? 7, isn't it? Yeah, Caulfield Race 7. It's, mm. Look, it's a stakes race. It's a big step up. To be honest, it's a really big step up. Um, gets a good barrier. Brett Pebble again. Pebble again. It was her best run this preparation by far last start. So, look, you wouldn't put it against her, but there are some nice chances, including Nimalee, Colette, that was probably thought was, might have been going to the Caulfield Cup. Um, some really classes. Cirilio Miss, some really class fillies and mares in this race. So... It deserves its $13 price, but the $3.50 a place is pretty good money, I think. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice, mate. I can't, I, I can't take my eyes off this game. <laughs> What's happening on your end? Because I'm two minutes delayed. <laughs> we, neither can I, mate. <laughs> the Kolkata Night Riders need six runs off five balls, so it was one off the first. Shakib Al-Hassan is at the crease. He has not faced a ball yet on what is proving to be a very tricky wicket. You would not have seen this coming if you uh, tuned in about half an hour ago. Anyway, we're going to watch this and update you on the other side. Right now, I need you to call 0800 150 811, the Kennards Hire phone line. Give us a call to come play Quizzy Dag. It's a doozy. An izzy doozy daisy doozy dizzle, dizzle of a quiz. Shimizzle. Shimizzle of a quiz today. <laughs> it's an absolute rip snorter. So come but like on, the game. But like a, this game we're watching. Give us a call and hopefully <laughs> on the other side, Baz McCallum and this Calcutta Knight Riders are in the final of the IPL. It is 21 minutes away from seven. Welcome back to Business for Breakfast at SCNZ. Look, this this IPL um, semi-final right now, it is, well, I can't, I can't really break it to you any other way. Ravi Ashwin is on a hat-trick. So Sunil Narayan tried to end the game. He went out there and tried to hit a six, which 
look, I don't blame him. We've tried to hit another six here, and he's hit it. They have won the game. Tripathi has won the game, and Baz is hugging everyone <laughs> in celebrations. Look at them oh, go nuts. I'm delayed. I'm delayed. Oh. He's done oh, it. I've been looking at you. I've been looking at you through the camera, and I'm like, if Louis gets up and jumps about, they've won, but I can't. I don't want to look at him. Oh. They, oh. They've obviously decided that this wicket became so slow and low towards the end of this innings that it was so hard to play on that they had obviously decided they're just going to go out there. They've got wickets in their hand. They're just going to try and hit sixes. Sanil Narayan couldn't do it. and But when he hit it, it meant that Tripathi could get on strike. So while, because oh, he got caught yeah. out on the boundary. So Lockie Ferguson <laughs> has his helmet in his hand. Ricky Ponting looks devastated. And uh, Baz is getting that rupee top up. <laughs> yes, Baz. God, I'm pumped. I'm going to watch it right now. Watch it right now. Here it is. Bang! (laughs) (laughs) See ya! What a dolly from Ashman. How good. How good. And I've just realised, to make it even better, Steve Smith plays in that team. This is the perfect day. (laughs) What a time to be a Kiwi cricket fan. Congratulations, Baz. All right, let's get into it. You know what time it is, it's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like a skipper bass. Woohoo! Louis Trudy kissed Joel not once to brag. But good luck to our quizzies, cause this ain't in the bag. Oh, 800, you know the rest. How good, Baz McCullum, he keeps giving. Oh, I'm so excited. Now I'm pumped for this quiz. Good luck. Good luck. Christchurch, Tim. Christchurch, Tim. Good morning. How, how we doing, boys? Oh, <laughs> good, now. good now. Have you been watching the IPL? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I was, I was watching the uh, score update. And, uh, yeah, oh, it was, it was too, even that was too hard to watch. Oh, that's so good. I feel for... Oh, I'm pumped for bears. Anyway, mate, this could be your day. This could be your day. Here, here we go. Question number one. Who scored the winner for the All-Whites yesterday against Bahrain? Nico Kerwin. Here we go. Nice. Here we go. Question number two. Which which Brooklyn Nets player will, be, will not be taking the court when the season opens if he still refuses the vaccine? Uh, Kyrie Irvin. There you go. Nice and easy start. Now it gets tough. Which ice hockey franchise made their NHL debut yesterday? Five. No idea. Two. One. Oh, sorry, Timmy. No idea, mate. Sorry, Timmy. Have a great day, bro. Yeah, Brenton, good morning. Hey, brother. Hey, mate. Thanks for, thanks for calling in. Yeah, oh, we're so pumped here. Here we go. Question number three. <laughs> Which ice hockey franchise made the NHL debut yesterday? Seattle. It's half. Seattle, it's half. mate. Seattle Kraken. Seattle what? Yeah, there you go. Nice. Thank you. Question number four. Who is the head coach of the Black Ferns on the upcoming tour to England, of England and France? Five, four, oh, three, no, mate. two. One. Ah, no idea. Sorry. Sorry, Brendan. Craig, good morning. Good morning. 
Good morning, Craig. Pete, Here Brian we go. Who's Evans? the head coach? Brian oh, the Black Ferns? No. No, it's not Brian Evans. No. No. No, it's not. Sorry. Craig. No, not Craig. Alan. Alan. Good morning, Alan. Good morning. Here he is. is Here he is. This is, <laughs> is it Brian this is Evans. Time, mate. No, it's not Brian Evans. Who is the head coach of the Black Ferns? No. Yeah. No. Oh. They need to update Wikipedia, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Alan. I, I gave you a chance, though. Here we go. Tim. Yo. Tim, good morning. Go Mighty Nighties. Mighty Night Riders. Yeah. <laughs> How good, eh, hey, bud? How good. Woo-hoo. Yeah, you got to call them Mighty Nighties from now on. Yeah, yeah. You got to call them the Mighty 90s from now on, all right? Yeah, right. Okay. okay. Mighty Nighties. Mighty Nighties. Yeah. I love it. Who was the head coach of the Black Ferns on their up and coming tour of England and France? Is it Glenn Moore? It is Glenn Moore. It's Glenn Moore. 100%. Well done. Question number five till taking home, mate. Which two teams played in, the, played in the famous Blood in the Water water polo match in the 1956 Melbourne Olympics? Um, thinking it's European. Two, uh, one. Need some, need some names quickly. Two, one. Bam. Sorry, bro. Sorry, brother. Simon from Auckland. How you going, boys? We're going good, mate. Your day could be made a hell of a lot better if you get this. After like a, the mighty 90s. The mighty <laughs> 90s over in the UAE. Which two teams played in the famous Blood in the Water water polo match at the 1956 Melbourne Olympics? The hung- Hungary and the USSR. Yeah. <laughs> Simon, this quiz is all about timing, mate. Bit like Baz McCullum and uh, the, uh, the mighty 90s over there. Save it to the last ball, mate, and you've just banged home a wee six run. Good work. Mate. Yeah, Good work. the last. <laughs> what are you going to put it on, bud? Um, oh, I haven't, haven't thought. Yeah, the, the rugby looks quite tough this weekend in the uh, NPC. Yeah, it's pretty even games. Yeah, Hawks Bay get and get over Canterbury. You reckon they're paying two dollars thirty? Never won down in Christchurch since I think sixties, seventies. Good, good money, eh? Because I think they're better, better yeah. team than Canterbury at the moment. Mm, mm. I reckon I'm going to get on that yeah. anyway. You go, you spend it wisely, mate. And thanks for calling in. No worries, cheers, Izzy. Awesome. Oh, I'm so pumped, Louie. I'm so pumped. Like, <laughs> oh. you like that little rap? That was a freestyle rap because. Joe told me about ten five seconds before we went live to the quizzy. <laughs> oh, we don't have the rat. I'm like, what? <laughs> Joe, you could have told me that now. Joe, Joe, my, my bad. <laughs> Joe was too caught up in the cricket. It's not Joe's fault. It's uh, it's it's the Night Riders' fault. And I think we just saw Ricky Mighty Nineties. Pop- Mighty Nineties. I think we just saw, and we have to ask Baz about this when he gets back. Right now he'll be he won't want to talk about it, but I think we just saw Ricky Ponting giving Rashad Pant a spray. It was a very oh. tense. Either he was consoling him, and they both just looked very tense, or it was a tense-looking conversation. And now Rashad, he's the captain. He put the poor bloke looks shattered. They came back and they just got done on the line by a six mm. by Tripathi. What an incredible yeah. finish! Um, 
I don't really know how we can the show can peak from here. We're gonna have to try. We're gonna have to try as it's eight minutes away from seven. Trudy, you'll get us up and about after this. Yes, welcome back to the show. We're all a bit shell shocked here after um, the Night Riders have won. If you're just tuning in, they are won by three wickets in their final to get through to the final, their semi final. But man, it was dicey down to th- two balls to spare and a six bombed by Tripathi. So they now go on to play the Chennai Super Kings. It's Baz versus Flem. It's the final of dreams, and we can't wait. Quickly before the news. It's it's true as well. It's true as well. It's true as well. It's true as well. And from cricket to chicken, KFC stands for K Fry, right? Kentucky Fried Chicken. But the F stands for something else in the next couple of weeks. Have a guess. Be clean. Uh, Is he? <laughs> F. Kentucky. Free! Uh, ah, free yeah. for the next two Hello. weeks. KFC is giving away free chicken to people that show they're vaccinated. How cool is that? I was thinking like fixed quinella. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of another Fluffy. way to cook it. I was like fried. Oh, good thinking. Yeah. So how about that? You take <laughs> your little vaccine <laughs> fermented chicken. Not very healthy. Apparently that's the latest it. thing. You have lost it. But yeah, so the next two weeks, KFC is basically rewarding vaccinated customers um, across New Zealand with a um, chicken snack box. So I thought that was pretty cool to sh- oh. worth sharing. And from chick, can we talk about chicken a bit further? Because yesterday I thought there was a text in about somebody having butter chicken. Butter chicken. But it was about a racehorse's name in the Caulfield Cup, which was yesterday. In, in the last race at Caulfield yesterday. Twice. Right. So I downloaded the TAB app, which I said I'd never do. Yeah. And I didn't, couldn't work it out. So I didn't put my $10 each way on butter chicken. How'd it go? Good money saved. Go, go buy yourself a naan with the money where it, when it ran down the track. <laughs> Good cash save, Trudy. Well done. I'm just on the vaccination um, thing, getting behind it. Canterbury Rugby and their partners, Ryman Healthcare, just got an email through. They're getting behind the drive to get the region vaccinated. They're giving away a thousand double passes to this weekend's NPC clash against uh, Izzy's oh, Magpies. Cool. Passes are being given to the first 300 plus people per day to get vaccinated in the Christchurch drive-through vaccination clinic on Thursday, Friday and Saturday. So it's um, Lots of bribery going down. It's awesome. Yeah. That's That's cool. That's a great initiative, isn't it? It is. It is. It is. I love it. I love it. And they're going to go witness one of the greatest (laughs) uh, games in history for the Magpies. (laughs) Tell me. No, no, it is a great initiative. And look, there is people out there that will be against it, but we need to get get the jab. I'm going to keep saying jab, 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 jab. Don't be a no prick. No jab, no job. Don't, Don't be, be a, a dick. dick. Get, Get a, a prick. prick. <laughs> Thanks, Smitty. <laughs> it is coming up to 7 o'clock. On the other side, Jimmy Gopeth. He's a bit of a hero, a bit of an icon. In the meantime, we're going to go get him at Cafe Coffee to calm the nerves. Right now, it's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It is Thursday, the 14th of October. It is just after 7 o'clock on the Baz and Izzy. For breakfast, and well, you'll be hearing it all morning. You'll be listening to it all morning. The mighty nineties, the mighty nineties, have won. They've won over there in the UAE, and they've won. They made a game of it. They needed ten off twenty balls, and it took them to the second to last ball to hit a six run, six runs to win the game. That's how you. That's how you do it. That's how you don't want to win easy. You want to. Make everyone sweat and get nervous like we did here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. But anyway, Baz versus Flem over in the UAE. Looking forward to that final. Oh, I'm so pumped. So pumped, the Mighty 90s. Anyway, coming up on the show, 
Uh, we're going to have a wee chat to a Kiwi uh, Kiwi legend over in Europe, Shauna Polly. She's a Kiwi volleyballer. And uh, if you don't know this story, stay tuned. About 7.40, we're going to chat to Shauna Polly. She's and her partner, uh, her partner, Alice Zeman. Alice Zeman have been uh, applying their trade overseas, trying to crack the Commonwealth Games. News is she's pretty close, pretty much thereabouts. But just want to talk about her journey so far. She's been to Rwanda. She's been stuck at the border in Czech Republic. She's uh, put her vaccination card through the washing machine. So there was questions about if it was legit. There is uh, many, many stories from um, Shauna Polly. So looking forward to chatting to her. And then after 8 o'clock, we're going to chat to Mitchell Drummond about that game, Hawks Bay Magpies versus uh, the, the Canterbury uh, Canterbury NPC side down here in Christchurch. So looking forward to that. And then later on the show, ATR CEO Paul Wilcox talking about the $2 million injection into the stakes for all the races in New Zealand, which will hopefully entice a lot of trainers and big horses to stay in New Zealand so we can watch these great horses run around the track up there in Auckland. Uh, anyway, coming up on the show right now, right now, we're going to cross over to the Europe, to UK, to London. Yesterday we caught up with Steve Alka, who after turning 50 has been carving up the Champions Tour of golf. Today, well, he's not quite that long in the tooth, but at 38, Jimmy Gothith is still plying his trade and winning games with his nouse and boot in the English Premiership for the London Wasp. The new season has started up there and year in, year out. Our former Hurricane and Blues lad turns up and gets his job done, plus some. Jimmy has been good enough to take some time to join the show. Morning, Jimmy. How are you, brother? Morning, Izzy, mate. How's things? <laughs> oh, mate, I'm going good. You're still soldiering on, mate. How, how do you do it? Mate, I don't know. I just don't want to go to a 9-5 to five yet. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, 38 years just of age, I saw away, the story mate. on air when just chipping away. You're obviously taking uh, good care of your body, mate. What is the secret? Like, let's be honest, what is the secret? How do you, are you still loving it and still enjoying it? Yeah, mate, I still love, uh, I'm still just so competitive. Um, just love turning yeah. up and, and giving it a shot. But uh, I think all that stuff outside, I'm just playing shitloads of golf and, uh, playing uh going surfing and stuff so that sort of keeps my mind fresh and and uh ready to to rock on saturdays mate no, i was just i'll tell you a story last time i seen you it was on the north shore and i went over to takapoon and we were playing golf with simon porter how was the golf game mate <laughs> yeah mate i was a little bloody hacker back then uh yeah mate going all right getting the old handicap down but uh and we've got a few guys that love love it over here so uh, we all get out, and there's so many courses over here, mate. Uh, people over in New- in Europe just love their golf. Yeah, nice. And, and tell us, um, you know, you're 38 years of age. You're not just, you know, holding tackle bags. You're actually making a difference for the London Wasps. Tell us about the competition over in the English Premiership. What, what about it? Are you loving it? And tell us a bit more about the competition. Yeah, mate, the competitions, it's really like it's obviously I've been over here for a long time now and it's, it's mm. developed into such a, a strength. Um, yeah, it's a grind, mate. It's week in, week out. It's like, um, it's I don't know, you know, back in the day when you have 
a final of uh, Wellington and, and and I'll probably always lose them against Canterbury. But uh, those final <laughs> matches, it's like it's like that every single week. Um, the, the competitiveness from all the outfits is just it's relentless. Um, so you have to be on your game week in week out, and it's you know we looked at our schedule this year. If we uh, play in everything, uh, that's like we make finals, quarterfinals. It's thirty-eight weeks in a row with one week off. Wow. So get that head nah. get that around your head, mate. It's a it's a slog. Um, so it's totally different than just playing NPC, having a little break, playing Super Rugby. It's just totally different. So what are the sort of things you've had to do for your body, mate? Like that is outrageous amounts of rugby, and and it's, it's a more forward orientated, and it's pretty physical over there as well. The rugby that you play. So what are you doing to, to look after your body and, and have such a long career in the game? Yeah, obviously uh, that's the key, isn't it? It's, um, it's looking after your body and it's pretty hard over here because a lot of the English lads like a few points um, <laughs> after games and stuff. So you've got to indulge. But um, no, yeah. I, I, I look after myself. I, uh, I was lucky enough, Brad Shields, when he came over, he had a, he brought himself a nice sparkle and put it in his garden because of uh, the cold weather. But uh, he moved house and they couldn't have it, so he got, I got that off him for mates' rate. So I spent most of my time oh. back, to be honest. Nice, mate. Nice. So how's old Brad Shields? And I know you're playing with Malakai Fikitoa too, but he's just been injured. How are the Kiwi uh, contingency boys? How are they over there? Yeah, really good, mate. Um, yeah, the boys have adapted really well to the way we play the game over here and um, just the input um, amongst uh, the sort of uh, guys from, you know, England and that, to, you know, just to suppose give them experiences of, of different ways of playing the game and different thoughts of the game has um, obviously helped develop them. And, um, you know, Brad's our captain at the moment um, with Joe mm-hmm. Launchbury being out injured and he's leading the troops, mate, doing really, really well. Um, so now we've got a few Kiwis over here, which... Uh, Keeps the accent staying uh, hopefully strong enough with the uh, with the Kiwi twang. <laughs> and what about the style, mate? You, like with all the little bit of a Kiwi influence over there, style of rugby in England. Can you tell us about the style that they're playing? And are you learning bits of how how they getting a bit more of an understanding of how the English playing it, but you're adding a little bit of the English flair into it? I mean, the Kiwi flair, I should say. Yeah, for sure. Look, it's changed dramatically over the last sort of five six years. Um, it's, you know, a lot of teams are playing with a lot of uh, ball and play. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. set-piece is number one, and that's always been uh, the English way. Uh, set-piece, you've got to have a good set-piece. You know, these driving malls when you when you get 10 out, which most teams do anyway these days. A lot more scrummaging yeah. for penalties and stuff like that. Um, Defences, mate, defences are, uh, are really aggressive and, and really physical. Mm-hmm. It does take a lot longer to break teams down. Because um, a lot of teams are really good around the breakdown, really sticky in the tackle, um, and there is there's not like you wouldn't think they they don't kick the ball uh, as, you know pretty much the same as what you see in the test match with the ABs and stuff. Now it's it's all about the transition, and that's where they've developed really really well um, over the last few years. And you know that's the sort of style that we we all like, and being Kiwi and. and these guys now over here are really developing that. Um, so it's a good competition, mate. It's really solid rugby, um, fast rugby now, and getting uh, enjoyable. 
and do you, uh, do you see the English side? I know they've been through their little bit of struggles lately, but do you see their side playing in a exciting brand? I saw your comments talking about the British and Irish Lions and they try to go play South Africa and play them at their own game, which they didn't, you know, didn't work out for them in the end. Do you see England uh, playing an exciting brand of rugby when they get into the international season? Marcus Smith potentially talks about him playing ten. Yeah, look, I hope so because you know they've got some great uh, individuals here, and if they pick the right squad, uh, squad and um, Eddie Jones just brought in well our um, attack coach from last year, Martin Gleeson, who's a, a rugby league uh, like superstar over here. Um, he's obviously retired. He came to do our attack the last couple of years, and he's brilliant, mate. And if he if Eddie gives him the reins to to do what he wants with the attack, then I think England will will change pretty dramatically uh the way they're going to play the game and will be pretty uh will be pretty hard to play against um with obviously the dominance and set piece uh and if the boys yeah. start throwing it around a bit um they could be uh they could be deadly now you would have been following the the rugby championship and uh seeing australia playing some it's pretty exciting footy over the last couple of ge- uh, games as well but the all blacks the all blacks will go on tour this year they got wales ireland and france on their radar, do you, how do you how do you see those guys panning out? And do you think uh, the way the Irish and the French particularly play, the All Blacks have got the skills and the games to to go do well over on on the on the European tour? Yeah, mate. Look, I, I yeah, I watched the, the championship. It was, it was awesome actually to see Australia um, starting to play play really well. Obviously, after Renz has got them going hard, and but uh, you know, New Zealand's just different level, mate. Everyone just is in awe of them over here. Uh, all the players and the, pretty much the coaching staff. They, it's just the skill level from one to eight is just mm. so much different to to over here. And I said that's the difference. They understand the game. Um, I think when you're brought up in a in a country that just adores rugby, everyone understands why you're doing things. Um, yeah. And and I think that's just the the biggest uh, advantage New Zealand uh, rugby players have got, and you know they're just they're deadly, mate. They're so deadly. So it's um, it's gonna be interesting to see how their northern tour goes because obviously a lot of the teams over here are just sort of starting the competition. Um, so you know we sort of their first internationals and different teams are coming together. So it'll be interesting to see and keep a good eye, eye on it. Yeah, nice, mate. And let's go back to yourself, mate. Yourself, you're 38 years of age, but you're still playing like you're 21. Now, what what does the future hold for you? And I know I read about an, an article like you know rugby is rugby, but you you have like a, you've created a bit of bit more of a mentor role off the field for the younger generation. What are those uh, little insights that you're sharing to them? And what's Jimmy Gopeth going to do post footy? Yeah, I think like you know, someone told me years ago that you know. You you get all this information and you, all these experiences through rugby, and you know you can't just keep them yourself. You gotta you gotta sort of express them and, and pass them down to other people, and and that's what our game is. So, you know, I'm doing loads loads of coaching at the moment. I coach a, a local club team here. I have done for the last five years. So, really enjoying just passing down my own sort of experiences and, nice. and helping them develop, and also started my sort of. Uh, Kicking, uh, kicking sort of academy, Jimmy G's kicking academy, mate. So I help a lot of the yeah. kicking, and because um, obviously it's a big part of my game and something I've always done. So 
Um, yeah. Done that for uh, quite a few years now over here and do, do it with a lot of players. So I'm doing a lot lot with sort of that kind of stuff. I've got some exciting thing coming out soon. Uh, remember the old kicking TiVo? Yeah, yeah. So I was going to ask you, you got a little Jimmy Jimmy G t- kicking tee, eh? You're going to take on DC and the boys, are you? Yeah, mate, it's coming out. So, uh, <laughs> long story short, mate. Um, so George Simpkin, um, obviously the creator of Simpkin Tea and uh, loads of other stuff, mate. He was a absolute legend of the game. Um, created so much, got all the rugby going in Asia and stuff. He he just rang me one random day, mate, and just said, uh, "Look, you're the only one still using my tea. It's had all these legends have used it." Um, and unfortunately, it was just before he passed away, and he just said, "The the last thing I want you to do is uh, recreate or just bring bring the Simpkin tea back to life under your name. Um, I want you to do that." And wow. gave me the rights to it, and so I've been busy away. It's been hard with COVID and stuff, which unfortunately he didn't get to see the Jimmy G T back in action before uh, he, mm. he unfortunately passed away. So um, uh, I've got a bunch of them on the on the water. Um, going to be arriving in the UK soon, so watch the space, mate. The Simpkin T, now the Jimmy G T, is coming back to life. Oh, I love it. I love it. We'll have, mate, once I get out of this car, so I might have to send me one, mate. I'll get the boots out and lug my big bum around and try and get one through the post, eh? Mate, we'll send you a bunch, mate. We'll get you in there. Hey mate, you're obviously going to stay in the game, and you love, you know, love giving back to younger generation. I love that. Will we ever see you back in NZ, mate? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, I'd love my kids and that to uh, experience life in New Zealand and the upbringing. So, yeah, I'm just seeing what happens. Obviously, my body feels really good at the moment, so just trying to keep playing um, at the moment and just see what opportunities come. If that's playing for a few more years or coming home and maybe putting the boots on in New Zealand or, or jumping into different mm-hmm. things. Um, you know, the, the sort of um, um, options are there and um, just, yeah, loving sort of still being involved in this beautiful game we play, mate. Awesome. I can pitch you. I don't know if you know, bro, but the Hawks Bay Magpies are leading the premiership in New Zealand. The Hawks, uh, the NPC side. Do you, you know that? Yeah, well, I heard in the Naki going pretty good too, mate. <laughs> yeah, but they're in second of they're in second of, and there's been yeah. a lot of chat about that they too. There's no there's no promotion. There's no promotion, yeah, but how do you that. feel about that? Yeah, that's not good. I think they're not they're not too happy back at home. Uh, Again, <laughs> having a bloody good season, and there's no promotion. So, no, mate, it'd be it'd be awesome if I could come home and maybe finish off and play for the Naki. That would be that would be pretty awesome because I never really got to play for the Naki because I went obviously went to Wellington mm-hmm. straight out of school. Yeah. Um, yeah, and obviously Naki boy at heart, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, mate. I don't know if you'll be able to handle milking those cows anymore, mate. You want to get your, your your new Gucci shoes dirty, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, we'd love to have you <laughs> home, bro. We'd love to have you home. Um, thanks for chatting us, Jimmy Gopeth out of the UK, still playing at 38 years of age, been playing really well, mate. Love your work, brother. Thanks for joining us. Cheers, mate. No worries. Awesome.
Jimmy Goffin. Neil Barnes, he wants to come home <laughs> to Taranaki so... and have a run around. Get him there. There's some proper gravy out of that, is he? So he's got a t- kicking tee taken on DC. So <laughs> next time I see DC at Shore Road Park, I say, mate, you've got some, you got a 38-year-old competitor. Do you remember Jimmy Goffin? Yeah. And he's coming back. Yeah. To, he wants to come home and stra- lace them up for the knacky. How good. Oh. Hey, it's so good. He, he, oh, he gave us a lot there. And then that's our promo. That's our promo. If you've missed that, and you've just joined us right now, Baz has won, and you've just missed the great interview with Jimmy Goffer. How good. There you go. Let's start the campaign. Jimmy G to the knacky. Um, we'll, we'll make it we'll make Jimmy it happen. G in his T to the knacky. Come oh. on. <laughs> Come on, Barnsey. Let's make it happen. Let's get it sorted. 20 minutes past seven. Awesome to hear from Jimmy Gopeth. Still plying his trade up in the UK. After this, Izzy, we're going to do something we haven't done before. We're launching something new here, and we need your involvement. Start having a think. During this, during this part here, have a think. Double eight, double three. Who is someone that has performed extraordinarily well this week? Who's someone that's done something on the sporting field or off it that has been extraordinary? Kind of above and beyond, maybe even a bit magical. We're coming back after this with a new little bit of the show, which Izzy is going to tell us who his Wizard of the Week is. It is 25 minutes past 7 o'clock, 0800 150 811 is the Kennard Tire phone line. Jimmy Gopeth, what an absolute legend. You can go catch up with that on our podcast channel. But right now, and I want you to pay attention because we're going to need your nominations afterwards, it's time for... You're an Izzy Daggy. Izzy Dags, Wizard of the Week. I got caught back in the head as well. Off balance, a bit dizzy. But I thought I was looking at the referee for the count. I ain't gonna stay down. I told him, see, you can beat me, knock me spark out, then I've lost. Failing that, I'll come back and I'll hunt you down. I'll hunt you down, I'll hunt you down. The wizard of the week for me is the Gypsy King. It's only right we crown the king as our first wizard of the week. After being knocked down twi- twice in round four, many, and I mean many, would have thrown the towel in. Taylor Barry said Tuesday, fear and fury, they don't go together. He would have to be the strongest minded person ever, and that's a statement. For him to come back from potentially being knocked out, to fight through adversity and grind Wilder down, then knock him out in the 11th, is why he is my wizard of the week. Tyson Fury is my Dumbledore this week. How good. <laughs> so good. And, and <laughs> he is Dumbledore. He's the Dumbledore of boxing, isn't he? Uh, he is, mate. He is. Chuck a beard on him, and he had a little beard. Chuck a big beard and a wig and a cat. A little. Mate, he's the next and he's the next Dumbledore for for Harry Potter. Take twenty whenever the next movie comes out. <laughs> you said it the other day. I can't believe he's only thirty. What is he? Thirty three? Thirty two? Thirty two, mate. I'm older than him, and I'm just like him. He looks like oh, he's Gandalf. Just... He's like, he's seen it all. Look, here we go. I hundred one five zero eight eleven. That's the Kidar Tire phone line. Who is your wizard of the week? Put your put your um sorting hat on. What about and... bears? What about bears? Wow. Going into this, I was like, oh, bears is bears has just done a bit of wizardry right there. Well, has he? No, he's sitting. He was just sitting in the stands 
chewing his fingers. <laughs> no, I so actually, yeah. it's funny you said because you said Dumbledore. And I was my suggestion this week was going to be Baz McCallum as the kind of yeah. the Grand Wizard sitting there orchestrating his kind of um, the Calcutta Knight Riders resurrection. If that's not magical, mm. I don't know what is. There you go. That's my wizard of the week. Double eight, double three, or oh eight hundred one five zero. Please give us a call. Eight eleven. We'd love to ha- know who your wizard of the week is. It can be anything. It could be Jose Gear on the east coast. It could be someone playing cricket. It could be a rugby player. It could be Cash Dixon's did MP. You know, yes, Louis. Did you know that potentially I heard an, an All Black might be playing for the east coast, the next All Black. Now we had Jose on the other day, and he didn't. Give off any any sort of you know inkling to in to say that he was potentially going to play, but I reckon he might be lacing it up this weekend, mate. Well, you, you think Jose is going to play and coach? Yeah, play a coach, mate. Oh, there was a little rumor, a little whisper out there that's a potential orbit, and I'm thinking him or Rico. Well, yeah. Who is it? If you know, if you're from the coast, let me know. 0800-150-811 or double eight double eight double three. Give us a text. But that's there you go. Jose could be a wizard and get the wizardry done on Saturday for the East Coast team. 53 consecutive losses. Wow, it would be a big party of Rotoria on the week, I'll tell you. There'd be power pies and big pots galore. <laughs> Go back and if you missed if you missed Jose yesterday, who, by the way, was a wizard on the rugby field and definitely would be in Heartland Championship rugby, um, go over listen because he had also denied the rumour that Someone, he, he bought a suit off someone in Thailand on the street. And that was just a selling tactic by some um, suit agent. So well done there. Go have a catch up to that and have a listen. And send us your your messages. Double eight, double three. Who is your wizard of the week? Or give us a call. We would love to hear from you right now. It's time for the news with Trudy. Um, for Kubota, together we are shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're 28 minutes away from 8 o'clock and we're asking for your Wizards of the Week on double eight double three or 0800 150 811, the Kennards Hire phone line. Just quickly, Izzy, a story I've been meaning to touch on for uh, all morning. Sean Marks has stopped Kyrie. You heard Staffy talking about it yesterday. And Steve Nash, well, he stopped him from playing until he gets vaccinated. And Steve Nash, the coach of the Brooklyn Nets, who's a pretty big name and a pretty big endorsement, has said... Yeah, I was across this decision, and it is the right decision. The disruption it would cause having Kyrie coming in and out and in and out, it's too much for the Brooklyn Nets and our title aspirations. Until he goes and gets fully vaccinated, he won't be playing. So that's a pretty big story involving a Kiwi, Sean Marks, who is the general manager of the Brooklyn Nets. But we are asking, Izzy, people for their Wizards of the Week, and yours was Tyson Fury, and we've actually got a caller on that. Adam, good morning, Adam. Izzy, how we doing? I'm doing well, mate. I'm doing well. You got something for us? You you agree with the Tyson Fury? Yeah, I, I just I just think it almost has to be the inaugural one, be the Gypsy King, um, mm. taking on one of the most dangerous assignments in sport um, and any sort of fighting. I think it's definitely uh, one of the biggest achievements. That's for sure. What do you love about it, mate? What do you love about that fight? Oh, I just thought it was um, one v number two, uh, and and one managed to come out on top. It's just sort of what that sport needs at the moment. Um, mm. Sort of been a bit lackluster with a bit of um, promotional fighting for trying to earn that big coin in that fight with Joshua that they did have lined up. 
Um, so it was just sort of a a good thing to see all that come to fruition. And uh, we had a Kiwi in the corner as well. Yeah, mate, Taylor Barry. How good was that seeing Taylor Barry? And you heard him on the other show the other day. But just talking about Tyson, mate, and being being able to see Tyson's journey from 2017 when he was going through depression, he was over 28 stone. Uh, he temp, you know, went through a suicidal thoughts for yourself and for many people out there, seeing what he's been able to do, turn his life around. That, for me, uh, speaks volumes of a guy that is more that is more than boxing, you know what I mean? Yeah, most certainly. So I've turned from a villain into a bit of a hero for many. Mm. Mm. No, I love it, mate. He's, a, he's an absolute champion and uh, looking forward to seeing who's, who he's going to fight next. Who do you think he's got next in his card? He's the king, isn't he? He's the king of the heavyweight division right now. Obviously, he's the Alexander wizard, actually. Usyk. He's the wizard. <laughs> he is the wizard of the heavyweight division. Who do you see him fighting next? Uh, he'll probably, I guess, have to fight White or Wallen, depending on that winner, I'd assume. But um, it is boxing, so it could be anything, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see anyone beating the Gypsy King? Uh, no, to be honest. I think I think he's pretty pretty bang on when he says you got to nail him to the floor, and I don't know if anyone other than Wilder could have done that. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Oh, man, that was a hell of a punch too. I could feel it through the TV here in the Hawker Christchurch. But um, now nah, appreciate your call, Adam, mate. Really appreciate it, and uh, thanks for tuning in. And we'll we'll chat soon again, mate. No worries at all. Thanks, Adam. Beautiful awesome. stuff. Endorsing the inaugural Wizzy said it had to be. It absolutely had to be, didn't it? Tyson Fury. Yeah, it um, had to be. It had to be, mate. Well done. Great caller. Keep giving us a call anyway with your Wizards of the Week. You can agree with Tyson Fury or there could be someone else. Someone else here that's doing wizardry things. Lamar Jackson for the um, for the Ravens, Baltimore Ravens, someone like that. There's been many around the world. If Let us know. 0800-150-811 or three. Bang on, Izzy. Funny you say Lamar Jackson. We've had a message come through. Josh Allen. Frozen ropes, throwing Ooh. frozen ropes for the Buffalo Bills as they bet the Chiefs. And Ronaldo's hat trick, another message there for Portugal in the international window. He had two penalties within the first 10 minutes. So double eight, double three. Who is your inaugural Wizard of the Week? We're going to do this each week moving forward. Izzy's taken Tyson Fury. Do you endorse that? And who would you be choosing? It is 23 minutes away from 8 o'clock this morning. After this, we're going somewhere we haven't been before, Izzy, which we love to do. We're going to the volleyball beach. We're going to the beach each. Let's go get a wave in the uh, lyrical genius of Nicki Minaj. We're going to go catch up with Shauna Polly, who has been all over the world, many beaches, to k- pursue her dream. She's coming up very soon on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Zed. We are 17 and a half minutes away from 8 o'clock on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Baz has won. Well, the Knight Riders have won, but Baz, as the Grand Wizard, has uh, he has skippered, not skippered, he has coached his side into the IPL final against Chennai, Super Kings, and Flemo. We can't wait to preview this game again tomorrow, but congratulations to the Knight Riders. There are messages here steaming in on double eight, double three for your inaugural Wizard of the Week. A couple of football-relating ones we will get to before the end of the hour, but right now, Rizzy, we're going to the beach. We are going to the beach, mate. Well, it might not look like it, but summer's on the horizon, which means it's about time to head to the beach. Someone who has spent a lot of time on the sand this year is Shauna Polly. Shauna represented New Zealand at the 2018 Commonwealth Games and has spent the past few months competing across Europe to qualify for the Games next year in Birmingham. 
after facing numerous lockdowns, COVID tests, which she had to pay for herself, and close calls, she has returned to the country to another glorious lockdown in the Waikato. Morning, Shauna. Welcome home. Morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. How's it going, mate? You're back in NZ after a vigorous tour around Europe, and you've gone back straight into a lockdown, mate. How you doing? <laughs> I know. I'm so gutted. Uh, I was hoping for a little bit of lockdown when I got back, just to have a few days to chill in New Zealand, but was not expecting yeah. to go back into, you know, a few weeks of it and potentially more, so bit of a bummer, but still stoked to be back in New Zealand. Are you, are you still able to train and, and get some, you know, um, volleyball under your belt with, with being in lockdown? Are you still able to do the things you probably weren't, uh, were able to do overseas? Yeah, I'm super lucky. Uh, actually, just before last lockdown, I convinced my flat to buy um, some gym equipment. So we set up a full gym <laughs> in our garage. Uh, and then I also live with um, my partner, who's a volleyball player, and uh, one of my other flatmates. He's a volleyball player too, so we can go down to the Tarapa Beach courts and train uh, when oh. we want during lockdown, um, which is really, really helpful. Um, so that's good. So you don't need a sandpit. You didn't need uh, to inst- install. Do. You didn't need to install a backyard uh, volleyball uh, court with a bunch of sand. That was my question. No, but now that you mention it, we do have a um, volleyball net that we can set up in our backyard. Luckily, we've got a big backyard too, so we've done that a few times in lockdown. Um, but it's been a bit too cold to bust it out just yet. Hey, you've been on a bit of an amazing race around the world to get to even to this point, Shauna. It's how would you sum up your last twelve months and what you have had to do and and where you've been and what you've seen? Yeah, I mean it's been uh, a crazy ride, like you said. Um, I would sum it up by saying it's been very stressful, uh, but really, mm. really rewarding. Um, I met. Well, I, I had to choose a new partner and uh, going into the summer season and I chose Alice, who I ended up going overseas with. Um, and we had really known each other really to begin with, but we decided to take this leap of faith and try and qualify um, for the Olympic Games by first starting uh, by going to the Continental Cup in Thailand. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't make that, but then we decided to head to Europe and continue uh, trying to qualify for the Com Games, so just an absolute hectic journey, but uh, it was really rewarding, and uh, we managed to meet the criteria. Um, it doesn't mean we're going to be selected as per se yet, but period's still open. But uh, yeah, it was just an awesome experience. Just crazy with COVID. Yeah, you spoke about it, and Alice is still stuck overseas. Am I right? Uh, she was when I left New Zealand, uh, when I left Europe, sorry, um, with no MIQ spot. But luckily we had another volleyball player who she flats with, and we'll just keep this on the down low, but <laughs> she pretended to be uh, in a relationship with her so that she could get back on her MIQ spot. So we're back <laughs> in the country now, all good. We'll do our best to keep this on the down low. Yeah, although, <laughs> although we are around New Zealand broadcasting right now, so <laughs> no, no, no. we'll dump that. We'll dump that. <laughs> no. Anyway, hey, uh, no, let's talk about bad. Alice. Nah, it's not that bad, mate. I know friends have done the same thing. Don't worry about. It. Hey, let's uh, talk about Alice. Let's talk about Alice. Um, when you when you're going to find a new partner and you're with Kelsey Willis for for a long time, what do you look for? 
what do you look for when you when you find that partner and uh you know were you able to to get that relationship flowing straight away we actually were, which is really, really good. I, I trained with her a few times over the summer um, and knew that I had a bit of a connection with her, you know, um, straight away. Uh, she's, like, yeah. super fiery, which I love. Um, I'm quite, like, quiet and reserved in my day-to-day life, but when I'm on the court, I'm also very fiery, so we, we match really well um, in terms of giving each other energy. Yeah. Um, and then... You know, travelling together with someone that you don't know is always going to be really tough. Um, but we did a really good job of communicating with each other and, you know, letting each other know when enough was enough of having that person, you know, in our personal space. Um, and we just made it work really well. We had, you know, highs and lows like everyone's going to have when you're travelling three months with just one other mm. person. Um, but we did such a good job of it. And I think that also translated to our on-the-court success, you know. Yeah, for sure. What was one story or one instance from your travels that you just kind of can't, you look back on, you can't really believe it? Because you, you managed to cover a lot of ground in a lot of different continents, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I think the Rwanda trip was um, always, is always going to be a highlight for me. Uh, we, because we were a new partnership, we had zero points going into the world tour stage. Um, I had lost all my points um, because of COVID and um, not playing in the previous season. So there was this tournament in Rwanda where it was a two-star event out of five stars, which meant that it had quite a lot more points available and prize money compared mm. to some of the other events we were hoping to play. And so we were like, you know what, let's just take this crazy risk in the middle of the pandemic and go to Rwanda in Africa <laughs> and see how we go. Sure. And so, and Have you so seen we, Hotel Rwanda the movie? We did a bit of research, you know. Pardon? <laughs> Have you seen Hotel Rwanda, the movie? <laughs> yes. And actually, we where, the venue where we played was next to this massive lake. You know, it looked like the ocean. It was just so big. And we always wanted to go swimming in it afterwards. Um, but the local people were like, no, you can't swim in there because that's where they dumped all the bodies. Oh. Um, wow. So that was, yeah, that was pretty nice. Um, but Rwanda, oh, wow. while we were there, uh, the tournament was meant to be like operated as a bubble. Um, that's what we were told anyway. But we got there and, you know, the hotels were fully open. We were interacting with people. And this was right at the start of our trip. So we were still very uh, anxious and like following mm. super strict COVID protocol, you know. Um, and so that was a bit of a crazy start to the event, like just mixing with people because we just come from Thailand, which has been full government lockdown. Um, yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, the cases in Rwanda were just going crazy. And so they announced that the whole country was going into full lockdown. And so here we are in Rwanda thinking that we were going to be stuck in Rwanda for longer than the seven days we were meant to be there because the country was going into lockdown. Um, so we're, all the players are freaking out and trying to see what we could do. And then we realized that the lockdown was just for the residents. If you're a tourist, oh. you're free to do what you wanted still. Um, so wow. that was just an interesting, you know, experience um, being there during oh. a full lockdown as well. Volleyball in Rwanda—that is an, an experience in a half. <laughs> they I should make it. a I new movie. Yeah, I know. volleyball is in uh, Rwanda. They, they were actually awesome. Yeah, they love it there. So we had some good crowds and um, some really awesome, awesome. organizers. So it was, it was a fantastic. Event. 
Awesome. All right. And you're home now. So what next? What next for you? Yeah, so uh, we're still obviously hoping to qualify for the Com Games. So we're going to be building up over the summer. Alice is back now. I'm waiting for her to get out of MIQ. Uh, we're super lucky yep. to have Jason Lockheed, who was the previous head coach of the top USA national men's team and also one of our best uh, New Zealand beach volleyball athletes um, a few years ago. Uh, he's mm. come back to New Zealand with his wife from the state, and he's going to be taking um, control of the high-performance program in New Zealand. And so this is like for the first time we're going to actually have a dedicated coach, a dedicated training schedule uh, all summer. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. I, I've spent 10 years playing beach volleyball in New Zealand, 10 plus years, um, and it's very like self-driven. Uh, we just have some people that have like always volunteered to help us uh, with coaching or we've just gotten some of our friends to help us out. Um, but for the first time, we're actually going to have a dedicated coach going into the summer and like a really solid plan and build up for the Com Games. So just super, super excited. Um, I'll be driving over to the Mount, you know, three, four, maybe five times a week train. Um, mm. I'm not sure if I can – in the past, I've lived over in the Mount sometimes in the summer or – kind of split between house hopping and driving over. Um, really looking forward to that and just having some structure and training. Shauna, this has had a bit of everything. I reckon we're going to have to keep up and follow your story moving forward. This is incre- <laughs> incredible stuff. Let us know next time you're in Rwanda. Other than that, we'll, we'll touch base with you closer to the Com Games and see how you're going. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Thanks, Shauna. No problem. Love Thanks it. so much, guys. <laughs> no yeah. worries. No Gee whiz. That is, that is, that's, there are some yarns in there that I did not expect to get, is it? <laughs> I love it. I love the honesty. And you gotta, you got to look on the other side. They've been travelling alone. They've had to fund their own yeah. kind of tours. Incredible. Pay for their own COVID tests. $200 COVID tests in, the, in Switzerland. You know, like, they've, they've had to do it all. Um, so, look. Well done. Well done. Love that honesty from her. Me too, mate. Great stuff. Six and a half minutes away from eight. A couple of Wizards of the Week have come through. In, in the meantime, keep them coming through. Double eight, double three. We're going to get to some of those after this. Very close to the top of the hour with the news, but is there a couple of Wizard of the Week nominations? There is. There is. Has to be Nico Kerwin. Bit of magic to take the games for the, the game for the All Whites. Daniel from Auckland and another wee football one as well. Danny Hay for Wizard of the Week. When was the last time the All Back All Whites won one game, let alone two in an international window, and both against teams with higher rank, rankings than us? That is from an unknown Texas. So keep those Texas coming in. Some great nominations there. Danny Hay, Nico Kerwin. For the All Whites, there has been some outstanding moments and wizards throughout the week. So keep those coming in on double eight, double three, and we'll get those to you. Mine was Tyson Fury and that great win over Deontay Wilder. Yeah, there's a bit of Gandalf uh, Frodo about that, isn't there? Danny Hayder. Well, actually, I've never watched Lord of the Rings, so I wouldn't know. But anyway, we'll clear that up. Maybe it's more like Harry Potter and Dumbledore. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Going to get a McCafe coffee <laughs> to calm the nerves. Right now, it's the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning. You're listening to Bads and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Thursday, the 14th of October, and it's just after 8 o'clock here on the Bads and Izzy for breakfast. Good couple of hours we've just had on the text line, on the interviews. We've had some great guests 
calling us in. Jimmy G and his kicking tee wants to go home and play for the Naki. That is Jimmy Gopith. Jimmy Gopith joined us this morning on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And, well, he told us how he is able to have such a long career. He is 30, 38 years of age. 38 years of age. He's still playing some outstanding footy for the London Wasps. You've got to listen to that interview. You've got to listen to that podcast. It's up on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Download the SCNZ app and go to Baz and Izzy for breakfast and you'll hear all podcasts. Taylor Barrier was on Tuesday talking about Tyson Fury. He was in Tyson's Corner. There is many, many more. We also spoke to Shauna Polly. We just spoke to Shauna Polly. She was a great laugh, actually. Very, very honest was our friend Shauna Polly. She's got back from travelling to Europe, going for swims in Rwanda. And, uh, well, she told us a good story about uh, what happened in Rwanda. So, yeah, Shauna Polly, she was good crack, good fun. Great to chat to her. Anyway, coming up on the show later on, 8.40ish, we're going to chat to uh, Paul Wilcox. He is the CEO of the ATR, the Auckland Thoroughbred Racing Club. They've just formed, they've just amalgamated with clubs around Auckland counties, the Evandale Jockey Club, everything. They've come together, they've got some money, they've $2 million stakes. $2 million has been injected into the stakes that is uh, Auckland Racing. So hopefully that transitions into horses and, and jockeys and just making a bit more excited for our uh, great horses so they can stay here. They can stay here and we get to witness them firsthand running around Auckland. So looking forward to chatting to Paul Wilcox later on the show. But before then, we've got to talk to another mate, another man, a younger man actually. He's a lot younger than Jimmy Gopith. He is playing on Saturday. He's playing for Canterbury and they're playing against my mighty Hawks Bay Magpies. No matter how much discussion about promotion, relegation and whatever else, the fact doesn't change. The Bunnings NPC is in full flight. And this weekend, my beloved Magpies fly south to take on the red and black machine. Canterbury, Mitchell Drummond, is a great man and he's the current owner of the Bush Inn uh, pub here in Christchurch. You haven't been. Good feeds, apparently. He might even buy you a wee pint. Might show you. Oh, but knowing Drummy, pretty tight. Pretty tight as they come. Probably won't. Morning, Drummy. Morning, Diggy, mate. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm going really good. We had a great show so far. We had Jimmy Gopeth on, mate. He is an absolute champion. He's still playing at 38 years of age. You see yourself running around at 38? Mate, if I'm, if I'm running around at 38, I've done something right. Of, uh, he, did, he must have done a hell of a job looking after his carcass because um, he's still going around at 38. Pretty impressive. You remember Jimmy Goffers running around in NZ, mate? I do remember Jimmy Goffers. I think he used to wear the gloves, didn't he, back in the day? <laughs> he was a trendsetter, mate. He was a trendsetter yeah. wearing the gloves. You're right. You are right. And now he, no one wears gloves, mate. You ever thought you ever worn the gloves? Oh, back when I was a young fellow, I think I might have dabbled in the gloves. But I see they've bought the, they've bought the, they've bought the leggings in. You're allowed to wear leggings now. Who do you think is going to be the first one to rock a, rock a pair of tights in the game? Oh no! Uh, if I'm gonna, if I'm going down the tights. I'm going down the tights. If I'm looking, maybe. Hmm. Oh, I'm just trying to think. Crotty. Yeah, someone like Crotty had run the three quarters. I reckon. <laughs> 
<laughs> Who do you think? You thinking? I'm thinking Crotty. He thinks he's a trendsetter, Ryan Crotty. Yeah, yeah, I reckon Crotty with the three quarters and the socks down. <laughs> oh, champion, mate, champion. Anyway, how are you getting on, mate? How are you getting on? How's Canterbury uh, tracking after after a pretty tough old battle in Wellington, mate? How, what's the preparations been like this week? Yeah, mate, it's been good. It's, um, I guess it's like every week you kind of go back to the drawing board and, and get on with it. It was a bit of a tough pill to swallow in Wellington. Um, but, mate, that's footy. You've just got to get on with it. And um, like you've, you've mentioned, it's a, another hell of a battle coming this week. Yeah, if you, if you've obviously focused on the Hawks Bay side. They took on Tasman, and, and that was a good, great match there. I was lucky enough to commentate that game. This Saturday, you play in Hawks Bay, and... Yeah, what's been the messages this week when you when you're facing a side that's young and they're pretty confident? Yeah, exactly that. They, you've got to respect them for for who they are and what they've done this year. I think they're top of the ladder and and fully deserve to be there. So um, I guess at this time of year, there's a lot of uh, mindset stuff being spoken about. We've been playing footy for a long time now, um, so it's more about just getting the body and the mind right to go again on Saturday. And how how have you been throughout this uh, competition? It's been pretty topsy turvy. A lot of stop start. Um, you know, like a lot, lot hard to get. You know, a little bit of consistency and a bit of momentum when you a little bit of uncertainty. But now you've got a certainty with how the season looks coming out. But how have you been going through it? And, and what have been the messages uh, throughout the season? Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. It's uh, it has been pretty tough. Um, personally, I found it quite challenging just to. To stay motivated um, when there's so much uncertainty. Um, even now, you look around the country and there's, uh, I feel for the teams that are pretty much, you know, the top of a coin, picking their lives up and moving out of out of home and, and they're on the road. They don't know what's happening when they're going home. So um, in terms of that kind of stuff, it, it is, well, personally, I found it really challenging to just to stay motivated and, um, and look after mm. what's next. But... Um, that's what I'm trying to focus on is just whatever's put in front of us is the next challenge and um, as much as I can just put that, that other stuff aside and I guess when the whistle goes on Saturday it's easy to forget about that stuff but it's through the week um, and there's so much conversation and rumours and all sorts of stuff going on with what's going to happen but I guess that's the way of the world at the moment and, and we're like everyone else we've just got to do our best just to get on with it. Mate, when I play with you, you 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 you're a young you know you're a young player. Um, you you've just joined the scene, and now you've been around for a few years now, and you're you're in, you've turned into a leader. You've you've taken on a bit more leadership role, especially with a young squad. You've got a young first five in Fergus Burke. Are you enjoying uh, um, the bit more of a leadership role within the Canterbury side? Yeah, I I, I think I am. It's um it's definitely different. Um from back in those days, Deggy, when you were floating around here. Um, but, yeah, it's a new challenge, and I've been lucky enough to to learn from some, some pretty impressive leaders, um, as you fully understand, um, through the Crusaders environment, some pretty impressive blokes um, going around. So just being able to sit back and operate and see how, how they go about their work and um, bounce questions off guys has been really good. But um, at the end of the day... I've always been told that the best way to lead is to play well. Um, so to be honest, mate, it's kind of just been my focus is just to front up on the field. Now, what about your connection with Fergus Burke? Um, he's a young guy. He's getting a lot of game time at the moment with Fergus Burke. How are you enjoying that, that combination, mate? 
Yeah, mate, to be honest, I'm loving it. It's, um, we kind of sat down at the start of the year and, and you know, looked each other in the eye and said, right, how are we going to go about this? And um, it's been really good. We're, we're really honest with each other and, and he's really um, willing to learn. Um, he's a tough kid and mm. uh, I think he's been playing really well. It's just like anything, the longer, the more time you spend in the in the hot seat, the, the better you get. And um, I think he's just getting better and better uh, every week. What about Waisaki? Waisaki no holo, mate. I never, ever thought I would pick Waisaki wearing red and black. How's he been in the environment, mate? And has he come back with and bringing a lot of excitement? Is he adding to the to the team as well? Yeah, mate, that's exactly what he said as well um, when he played his first game. <laughs> he, he said exactly that. He thought that this was the last place he'd end up. But, um, mate, he's been awesome to have around. He's, uh, he's a, I think he's a really good leader in his own right, to be honest. He the way he connects with the boys and um, not so much through his voice, but just, just the way he goes about himself, the way he holds himself. Um, and when you've got someone uh, with a pedigree like he does in the group, it's uh, natural that he lifts up everyone. And, um, yeah, he's been, he's been bloody good to have around, to be honest. I, I wish I could get one of those contracts he's on where he sort of trains one day a week and then just plays, but maybe later on in my career. You're not there. You don't want to be there, mate. There's nothing worse when you're rehabbing with Rochi or, or Tux and you're just watching <laughs> training and then you go out and you try to play rugby off about an hour's training, mate. It's not very healthy, <laughs> Drummy. You don't want to be there. Keep being young, mate. Keep being young. You're only 27. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding on, mate. I'm going. I'm feeling good, so that's amazing. Hey, I've got to ask you, we, we spoke to Jimmy Gopith and uh, he's been in the game for a very long time. Uh, he spoke about... Uh, off the field, you know, rugby is a big part of his life, but transitioning to post footy is very important. And I know you're very passionate about it, and you've just bought yourself a bar, the Bush Inn here in Christchurch, mate. How's that going? Yeah, mate, it's actually going really good. Um, and like like you said, I think I've really enjoyed the experience of going through something completely different away from footy. And um, to be honest, I think it's helped my rugby as well. It's, it's given me something to. Mm. to uh, to go and spend a bit of time on during my during my time off, and um, yeah, I really enjoy being able to go in and show face. And um, I've managed to pour a couple of pints here and there, so I'm slowly getting my head around that. And um, yeah, I, I, like you say, Daggy, you've been through it yourself. And from what I'm hearing, it's a it's an interesting time in in your life where you sort of transition out of rugby. But um, hopefully, I've got a few more years left in me yet. But uh, to start putting some things in place like that, that you know, to continue go down that route um, later in life, is, it's been really exciting. Mate, it's awesome to see. It's awesome to see that you are very passionate about post-footy. And, and are you able to share your experiences with the young squad? I'm looking at the squad now. You've got a young squad. Are you sharing those insights? And is that, are you very passionate about telling these young kids that rugby could be over with one little hit, one little breakdown, you know? Are you sharing those? Yeah, mate, the best thing about them, I, I can take them to the bush and talk about it. They buy me a beer and um, <laughs> we can sit down and talk about those sort of things. But, yeah, 100%, mate, it's, um, I guess when I was at their age, it's, it's the last thing you're thinking about. But uh, reality of the game we play is that um, it's a cutthroat business and through injury or misselection or anything like that, it can be over before you know it. So um, it's definitely something over the last couple of years that I've looked at a lot harder, and um, as it's become closer and closer to reality, well, hopefully we'll go away yet, but um, 
I guess it's one of those things. As you get older, you start to think um, further down the track in your life, and rugby's um, not the be all and end all. Mm. Hey, mate, we love supporting small businesses, and, and hospitality area has been doing it really tough at the moment. So here you go. 30 seconds, what do you got going on at the Bush Inn? Bush Inn. Why should they go there and have a punt? 30 seconds, go, Bush mate. Free air time, go. Bush Inn Tavern, top of record and road. We've turned the place around. We're going good. We've got a few little deals in there. Tuesday night, PlayStation night. So you come down and have a jam on the PlayStation. There's bar tabs on offer. Friday night, trading night. Where your hivers. Get in there, $7.50 points. And we're 4.30 to 7 o'clock every night, happy hour. And I'll tell you what, if you've mentioned that you heard me on... Daddy's show, you can have a $5 pint <laughs> at the Bush and Tavern, top of Rick and Rose. Oh, there you go. There you go, Mitchell Drummond, $5 pints for the Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Go in there, say you heard him on the Bears and Izzy for breakfast, and you get a $5 pint. How good, Drummy. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Champion, Daddy. I've got one question for you, mate. I see you've been following a little bit of horse racing uh, the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So who are you picking in the Everest this weekend? Ah, uh, we're gonna get to that. Uh, you know what? I, I'm actually. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Master Crusader, mate. Yeah, I like that. I'm gonna go like the Master Crusader. I like the Crusader. And I picked it last time. It jumped really slow. It jumped slow out of the block. So I think it's gonna go right. It's paying nine bucks and three dollars for a place. Yeah. So Master Crusader for me, mate. Some some ride a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? It was, mate. I was disgusted, and then it just busted its way through, did a zigzag, and won the race. I was pumped because I had a wee bit on it. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, Diggy. Awesome, mate. Thank you, Mitchell Drummond. That is our McCafe Coffee Catch-Up with Mitchell Drummond. What a legend. $5 pints. If you don't go, if you now listen here, you good people of the 03 Canterbury Christchurch, if you guys don't go and take that up, this Saturday, because you can actually go and drink beers in Christchurch, can't you, Izzy? Like that's a, that's yeah. a mythical thing yeah. that I can't really remember <laughs> doing. Um, if you go and do that, if you don't go and do that, I'll be very upset and offended. So, yeah, now he's a good man, Jamie. He's a good man, and he's gone out. He bought a hospo, uh, you know. He bought a bar, pub at a time, and then it went straight into lockdown. So it'll be, he'd be doing it pretty tough, like a lot of people out there. So. It's a good opportunity to get out. I haven't been there yet, but I'll, once I get out of this cast, I'm going to head over and, and support local and go have a, have a pint or two with Drummy and well, have put a few on the tab as well, mate. So there you go. It is that a good, it's a good, good it's a good punting tavern, isn't it? The old bush. And I know that like Tim Mills, the bloke that runs uh, Rickett, and I'm pretty sure him and his racing mates drink down there. So I'm pretty sure it's a, uh, yeah. It's and def- it's right by the university as well. So that's why he's got like, just does a few things. Quiz nights, PlayStation night on the Tuesday. So a lot of the like, university Kids go down there, and I think Carl Lone Star's right next door to as well, so can cater for everything, mate. So well done, Jeremy, and that's just a great story of not focusing all on rugby, not putting your eggs all in one basket. And when you're young, mate, that's what you can do. You can just think you're invincible, you're a superstar. You know, the rugby's going to take you everywhere, and you're just spending all this money, but he's invested into something that post-rugby is going to keep him busy, and that's, that's probably the biggest learning from that conversation is don't put your eggs all in one basket.
And he is also breaking the uh, the mould that you have to go to Aikman's in Christchurch to see a celebrity or see a crusader. <laughs> you can also go to a more affordable pub, the, the Bush Inn, and get a $5 pint by saying you listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast, just like Tim the teacher does. Bulavanaka, Izzy and Louie. Jared Broughton is one of the reserve props for Poverty Bay, and he is my wizard of the week, quite possibly the biggest man I have ever seen on a rugby field. He continued, it constituted about three quarters of the scrum and scored a blinding try, dragging half the North Otago team with him. Cheers, Tim the teacher. I love that. That does sound quite mythical. <laughs> you love that little wizard thing, don't you? I do, mate. I really do. Wizard of the Week, inaugural uh, episode today. Izzy's was Tyson yep. Fury. We've had a couple of football ones. And now I've had Jaron, Jared Broughton, who is the biggest man. Ben Tamiafuna would be the biggest man I've seen on a rugby field, I think. Oh, he is huge, mate. 140 clicks. And the thing is, he's that big. He is so mobile as well. He is so mobile around the field. You watch him, he can actually ball play. And I heard a story, mate, at Chiefs um, training ground. Ben and Tommy, Ben and uh, Ben and Sonny Bill in training. He was uh, doing a contact session, and something must have happened anyway. And like Sonny was like, "Yeah, come on then, come on then, run it up, run it up." And then I think Sonny. Or someone, something happened. Ben ran straight at Sonny, and Sonny tried to smoke him, knock Sonny out. Knock Sonny <laughs> out, but he tried to launch him. This is at Cheney. So those two big behemoths running straight at each other, and I think Sonny, uh, Sonny came off second best, mate. So there you go. Wow. I'm sure oh. Dave Rennie was absolutely thrilled watching Sonny Bill as star oh, he loves that. <laughs> mate, that's him, Dave Rennie, Wayne Smith. Like Apparently their trainings all week, physical, just contact all week. Just smashing yeah. each other. You can imagine Brody Retell it. Oh, you know, and then they yeah. go play the game and they're absolute thugs. That's the only reason they won 2012 and 13. Anyway, cheap. <laughs> <laughs> 21 minutes past, is he? Not sour at all. That's great. That's a great little tidbit from you, mate. Good story. This is why I love it. You and Bears, you've got all these little stories that you just you just drop throughout, you just litter throughout. That's why I love it here. 21 minutes past eight. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. We are not far away from having to come up with our showdown bet. Is it the Crusader? Not Scribe, Masked Crusader. You'll find out after this when we chat to the TAB. Dead. 0800-150-811. would love to hear from you guys before the end of the show this morning. Uh, Wizard of the Week nominations, keep them coming through. There's been some wizard, wizard-like wizard rides, including the one you were talking about, Tommy Berry on Masked Crusader. Is that was sensational last start. And that segues me nicely because it's time for a TAB live update bit, live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. And um, Paul Moate, the party, is literally on a party bus right now on his way to soil your hometown of Hawke's Bay. So we've been gifted the wonderful Pip Morris. Morning, Pip. Good morning, guys. Pleased to be uh, brought off the ballot, I should say, uh, since Paul's working on the golf swing. Wow. Oh, lucky for some, eh, Pip? You didn't get the memo? You didn't get the invite? No, I didn't get the invite. I'm stuck up in uh, Level 3 Auckland, so I can't really leave anyway. Oh. And I reckon he's, <laughs> he's probably working on polishing off a 12 box by this time of the morning, knowing the way he was talking it up. He was, it sounds like they're going to have a hell of a weekend. Is that all you guys do at the TAB, Pip? It's just all party and punting. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> to keep that one on the down low, but it's, yeah, something like that. Especially that live with my weekend. She's your biggie. <laughs> That's going to be an absolute cracker. What do you got for us today? 
Put them, I got, well, I tell you what, there's uh, 15 races at Cambridge, and since I'm the dog girl, I thought I'd throw out a tip for you, Izzy. Thought maybe uh, oh, race number two, because we've got a jam-packed weekend. I tell you to back jam-packed in yeah. race number two there at Cambridge, the eight. I think she can cross and win from out there. Oh, Izzy, okay. did you know that we okay. were getting a tip? Wait, Paul doesn't bring us tips. No, Paul brings nothing, Paul and you're offers... coming straight off the bat and giving us a tip, and I... Man, the dogs gave me a hiding the other day. So, oh, oh, <laughs> okay, race two, Cambridge. What okay, was it, number eight? Number eight, jam-packed, yeah. Oh, I've been having a shocker too, but hopefully this one can uh, put me back on top. Speaking of shockers, I hear you guys are having a shocker too. So no, 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 no. You're going so well. Oh. Leave the you leave the really leave the frenemy stuff to Paul. This right? is a fresh start, isn't yeah. it? This is a fresh little relationship here. We just start fresh here on the Bears and for breakfast, well, and uh, really we've nice got a fresh wee tip for you. Yeah, we've got a we've got one, Pip. Don't worry. We um look. People are worried about the weather in Sydney. They're getting a little, eh, eh, someone texts before, Mars Crusader, no good on a wet track. Okay, Trev and Matter Matter, I mean, you are from horse country. You might know, but we're going to trust that the track will dry out we're enough. We're going to back it, Trev. We're going to back it, Trev. We've taken the drift. I think you're getting good money on Mars Crusader in the Everest. We're taking on Steve Hansen and Nature Strip. That's too short at $4.20. There's so many chances in this race, but at $9 and $2.90, lock us in, Pip, $50 each way. $50 each way. Well, you boys are brave. <laughs> like throwing away that money on that wet track. <laughs> we, we love it. We love it. We, we love our odds here. We love our odds. And if we get the win... Which we will <laughs> watch out. <laughs> and uh, the I best, like, I like it. the best thing about it, Mask Crusade is not just going to get to the front, and it's not going to be an on-speed win. Which, let's be honest, are the worst wins. It's going to be flashing from the back. Tommy Berry, Wizard of next week. I can see it already. Tommy Berry, I'm going to anoint him. He's the Wizard of next week. He's going <laughs> to ride through the pack, come screaming from last. Pip, thanks for your time. Are there any promotions we need to worry about today? But of course, the shark, he's like in the MPC, and I think Taranaki can keep that winning streak as well. So he's taking the 205 head to head there. Oh, the shark. Mm. Hawks Bay, $2.30 a chance. You'd think so on the way that they're going, wouldn't you? Is shark. But no, he's definitely keen on a Taranaki there, head to head at 205. But Northland, we're the outsiders to another Targo game, but. That's where he's playing the shark this week. Yeah, good stuff, Pip. All right, there you go. Beautiful. Pip Morris filling in for the Thanks, party. Pip. Much like, going pretty well and then threw a little threw a little uh, straight right <laughs> at some stage and clipped us. So uh, eight out of ten for niceness. Paul would, would have gone a bit harder. So we'll, we'll have Pip back tomorrow while Paul's boozing it up on his golf tour. Promotions in play and hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. Trev, appreciate your text on the weather. Look, we are just renegades. We, we 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 will go and we will see what happens on Monday. Right now, it's time for the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. So that'll be this evening at 10 p.m. Tune in to Simon Hall. So Hills, some great texts coming through. We'll get to in a very short second. And Dino on 0800 150 the Kenarts half phone line. We'll get to you very shortly, Dino. Just another another uh, update on the first five playing in Europe, is he? New Zealander, well, Welshman, Gareth Anscombe has earned a long-awaited recall to the Wales squad and is set to play against the All Blacks. So Wayne Pivak, another Kiwi, has named Gareth in his 38-man squad and he has been out for over a year with a knee injury. So all the best to Gareth as he continues to rebuild his international career. 
Yeah, that's good news, mate. He's been out with a big injury, so it'll be interesting to see. He's got a lot of time under his hands, so he's going to probably get a game for a couple of games for his club, and uh, just great to see him back. They're going to be tough, man. They're going to be tough. Wayne Pivak and uh, and the Welsh. You got um, Louis Zim, uh, Emmett on the wing, mate. He's probably the Reese Emmett. Uh, he is probably the uh, the best winger going around in the competition. He plays for Wales. Uh, so that's going to be a cracking game. They've already sold out the stadium, 75,000 yes. Stadium in Wales and Cardiff. So that's going to be a cracking game. Looking forward to that. Yeah, man. You would have had some um, incredible battles there, and we'll hear about that closer to the time. Uh, ben Kavubati is the 167kg Fiji prop. James, that is a big boy. Great chat with Drummy, top bloke, and playing some good footy. Unnamed texter, go grab a pint off him. $5 beers at the Bush and Tav for anyone that said he heard they heard Drummy on Baz Nizzy for breakfast. And lads, if you want a $10 shot, you could do worse than two illicit. That is a very good point, Matt, from Blenheim. I actually wholeheartedly agree. Fresh up has to be an each-way chance in race six in the red badge sprint at Hastings this weekend. Tabata, also a lovely each-way chance at $15.450. But Dino is on the line, is he? Morning, Dino. You got something about Ash Dixon, mate. Is he your wizard? Well, I don't know about wizard. I just, like I've been watching the game for, well, a couple of oranges now, and it just, it really <laughs> concerns me that, for me, he's been knocking on the door of that all-black jersey for a long, long time. And unfortunately, yeah. we no longer have the midweek all-black games because he's, he's just leadership first class. You know, and he would be the captain for me of our midweek All Black team. We don't have it, but we're sort of struggling at the moment for an All Black captain with with Sam's injury, and they don't want to sort of name all these other players to like be I don't know what you call it, bridesmaids, captains, or whatever, until he comes back. But I don't know what Ash Dixon's done wrong. Like he's a he has to have topped the stats for line out throwing accuracy. Around the field, he does everything the rest of them seem to do. He scores a lot of tries for me at the TAB. So, well, anyone can hook the ball now because they just put it under their feet. So, I mean, I know he's a great married captain, but look what he's doing for Hawks Bay. Like the, the players, they got to get right behind him 100%, but they do. You know, like you, Tasman, how many super players, how many Hawks Bay got? They got one bugger and a good bugger at that. That gets mm. them over the line. Oh, I love oh, they just. Follow. I don't understand why he oh, can't I'm, go on this. I'm the same, mate. I'm the same, and I asked him that question when we got him on, mate. I said, uh, you know, like, was this was your decision to go overseas, and how were you? I actually spoke to him on Sky. Sorry, I spoke to him. I said, look, was were you disappointed when they named Sami Samasoni Takiahau? And his honesty, he was honest. Yeah, he came out. He said, "Yeah, I was pretty disappointed." It's probably a big reason, and I don't know why as well, mate. I don't see why he hasn't been picked up to to play for the All Blacks with so much talent. And you spoke about he's probably the best line-out thrower in the competition. He's great over the ball, his leadership role. So it's a huge loss, but I think it's just you know one man's opinion uh, that that they've seen someone else with um, better attributes. I'm unsure, mate. So he's going to be a huge loss for the Landers and the Magpies. Totally is he, but it's wrong. Like, we're supposed to have, in the black jersey, the best bugger. Like, I don't want... I mean, Dwayne Monkley was the same. We've got a Dwayne Monkley medal. We're going to have an Ash Dixon medal now for the unluckiest bugger not to play. Like, the kids will get a chance. They're not ready yet. 
Yeah. Like you're talking all those guys overseas playing. Like I've said this for years. Give me the job to sell the NPC to the world. Like I'm not doing bugger all at the moment. I'd, I'd love to. Like those players could stay here. The kids could play under 18 rugby for a bit, especially the front rowers. Let yeah. their body grow so they're not getting hurt young and you know injured. And then the older guys, like if they can sell an average English competition and make that work, how come we're sitting on our hands here in New Zealand with the best competition that they're raping our players at every opportunity? Can't we sell ours and make people watch it? I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, nah, you're right, mate. You're very passionate, and as always, I think you've got a job, mate. Maybe give the NZR a call. You're making some big statements, and look, I, I agree with you. I think the NPC competition is needed, and we could be growing it. And I totally love what you're about, mate. So thanks so much for your passionate cause. As always, Dino, friend of the show. So I appreciate it, mate. Have a great day. Cheers. There you go, Dino. Wow. I mean, D- Dino is, oh, he's fired up. He man. is, he is right. He is right. Like, you've got to think of the most unluckiest players. Ash Dixon will be on that list as the most unluckiest players to, to not even make the All Blacks. You know, you've got a guy, he's starting for the Highlanders. You've got Liam Coltman on the bench. And he gets the odd 20, 30 minutes every now and then. They do rotate every now and then. But, you know, Ash Dixon will be the starting hooker at the Hollanders. But then they pick Liam Coltman to go to the ABs. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting conversation. And there'll be many, many players around the country over time that have been unlucky to not play, make the all that. Who are those players for a year at home? Like, Ash Dixon comes to mind. Dwayne Monkley, you've spoken about it with the, the Dwayne Monkley points. Uh, Waikato, uh, loose forward and... So there's many, many conversations. Who are those names? Give us a text on double eight double three, and we'll, if there's time, we'll get to them for the sh- end of the show, or we'll touch on it tomorrow because it is a great conversation to be had. Ash Dixon is very, very unlucky. Absolutely, Izzy. We are 19 minutes away from nine o'clock. Paul Wilcox from Auckland Racing Club to give us an update on their staking situation, which is a very positive one. After this. <laughs> We are 15 minutes away from when Smithy picks up the bat in hand. At the moment, there's plenty of racing going on, so I'll forgive you if you might have missed this story earlier in the week. But ATR, it's not necessarily an acronym you'll be familiar with right now, but you will be very shortly. Auckland Thoroughbred Racing is the country's new mega club, the amalgamation of counties and Auckland Racing Clubs, and it's going to shake up our industry and ultimately preserve it, I promise you that. So this week, there's been a huge step made with the first set of stakes increases committed by by the club, so prize money has been boosted. Auckland Racing Club CEO Paul Wilcox is a very good man, and he is with us now. Morning to you, Paul. G'day, Louis. How are you? I am really well, mate. And I was well. Both Izzy and me, we were stoked to see this news this week. So, an extra two million dollars in stakes. Where are they going? Explain this to us. Yeah, look, we've uh, made uh, it pretty pretty clear when we're going through the merger process that our priority was to increase stakes. That both Ellerslie and Pukekohe, and so we came out uh, earlier this week and and announced that we're we're going to be putting in uh, $2 million to stakes to to boost uh, the monies to the most important people, which are the owners, trainers and jockeys. Hey, mate, it's Izzy here. Why is this decision hugely important for the the state of racing in New Zealand and, and especially in Auckland area? G'day, Izzy. Um, look, it, it's important uh, not just for, for the Auckland region, but the industry as a whole. We we make no bones about it. The, the stakes monies have been lagging in New Zealand for quite some time, and you only need to look across 
the ditch to Australia and see what they're doing over there and, and how important stakes have been to increase the most important thing, which is the breeding of horses, which without those horses being bred, we have uh, no sport to race. So uh, we'll obviously benefit uh, a lot of a lot of Auckland horses, but uh, the, the main objective is to benefit uh, any horse that comes to Ellerslie or Pukekohe Park and, and wins a race and, and gets a share of the prize. Paul, this is a step, a really positive step in the right direction. Ultimately, is the ambition and the goal for what you are doing here with um, counties and the amalgamation and the merger that horses like Probabil and the Chosen One and, and really good horses, they will go to go to Australia for the prestige, but they could also race here for the same sort of money? Yeah, look, that's the long-term goal, Louis. Um, we've made no bones, or, or particularly myself, I make no bones about the fact that uh, a lot of owners go to their trainers at the minute. Is my horse good enough to go to Australia? Uh, and part of that reason is to race over there for, for that uh, elevated stakes money, which is just out of control at the minute, and, and particularly coming this weekend. But I want that to change, the rhetoric to change. I want the owners going to the trainers, going, is my horse good enough to get to Ellerslie? Look, we're never, and, and let's let's be sensible here, we're never going to get to those levels that they race for in Melbourne and uh, or Victoria, sorry, pardon me, in New South Wales. But what we're wanting to do is elevate those stakes so those those good horses will stay in New Zealand and potentially owners don't have to make that decision of selling a horse uh, further afield either to Australia or up into Asia. So this, this money can't come from fresh air, mate. So how are you funding this? How are you getting the money <laughs> this $2 million stakes? <laughs> look, you're on to it, isn't you? Um, <laughs> look, at the, end of the, at, at the end of the day, this has been a, a, a long, long-term long plan. So we, we obviously realise here at Ellerslie and, and also at Pukekohe, we've got uh, land holdings here that are surplus to racing requirements. So we've leased some of those uh, blocks of land and that gave us, a, a significant sum of money that, that we invested and that investment now is, has grown to the point where we can start taking a percentage of it so we always leave a percentage in it to, to uh, protect it in, against inflation and, and make sure it's growing properly so that we can start elevating these stakes with for example the $2 million that we're putting in this season and then going forward as that investment fund grows and as we, we realise some other land assets we will start really jump shifting those stakes increases to be uh, far in excess of the two million that we've committed to this season. You like Father Christmas with money bags, Paul? We love it. Hey, ho um... ho! ho. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, how worried are you? Or sweaty are you starting to get about jockeys getting into Auckland? What's the comms like from NZTR on this? Because your busy time of year isn't far away, and as we know, Delta has ravaged this part of the world. Yeah, look. Uh, You've obviously spoken to uh, last Saturday. You had Bernard Saundry on, and and we've been working uh, very closely with Bruce Sharrick, who who's uh, the COO of NZTR, and we're we're into Grant Robertson, so um, we can't go much higher than him. And uh, it would be fair to say we are we are starting to get nervous. We make a decision next week, next Tuesday, based on whether we will hold uh, the Melbourne Cup. Uh, race meeting here on the second of November, so it's starting to starting to get to that squeaky time, Louis and Izzy, because uh, as you well know, Lewis, the uh, 
the big races are, are just on the horizon here at uh, Ellerslie and, and obviously 20th of November is County's Cup Day at Pukekohe. So, um, yeah, starting to get a little bit nervous. But we are doing jump outs today at 10 a.m. this morning. So um, at least I'll be able to see some horses here for, for what's been a very, very long time without having them here. Hey, I saw a video of Louis on Instagram when he was a young fellow rocking a mullet. Rocking a mullet. Is he well behaved at these meetings, mate? Always. What normally, normally you see is he, what happens is Louis <laughs> usually working, so very well behaved whilst he's working. Oh. Now I can't confirm that <laughs> behaviour stays that way once the band starts playing, as they say. You know, it's it's like you playing playing the All Blacks. You you focus. You you're, you're just concentrating <laughs> on what you have to do. And then when that whistle goes and you're sitting in the sheds, you've got the bladders low, you've got 24 <laughs> cans of beer in there, and you're like, you're the man to say, I can drink all these 24 in one swoop. Well, Paul, <laughs> actually, Paul, it's funny you say that because this is the 10-year anniversary. Tomorrow, this Saturday, is the 10-year anniversary from the, the 2011 uh, Rugby World Cup semi-final where it was, Izzy's redem- well, re- it was Izzy's redemption tour out there on the field <laughs> after he was a very naughty boy. He was... Uh, yeah, he was naughty with Corey Jane, I think I remember. If I remember <laughs> right, over, over, over in Takapuna somewhere. You've got it, P-Dub. <laughs> All right, Paul Wilcox. Hey, that's we, enough. We've got to let, let you go. Your phone's breaking up there, Paul. We'll catch up with you another time. All the best. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. See you later. All right, All see right. you later. Uh. And quickly, we need to get off to a break because we've got to get back to Smithy. Just caught up with Paul Moati having breakfast at Wild Oats Cast. It's on his way to Danny Vert Golf Course and onto the Livermore. He's looking dangerous. Graham <laughs> has had a Paul Moati sighting on double eight, double yes. three. Love it, Graham. Okay, we've got to get off and get back with Smithy very quickly.